This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That's right, and I am here back with you guys. Another great episode coming up today. Thank you for being with me, all my beat sorcerers. Um, We got some good stuff in store for you today. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. Constantly growing, constantly expanding. It is your place to get music as a DJ, and it's run by DJs. All of our playlists are made by expert DJs in their field. Um, For example, the Afrobeats playlist by D. James, world class. He's an amazing DJ, picks great songs. But, I mean, they're constantly expanding. They've got old, new, and they've made deals now with some major labels to be able to have actual, real edits with intros outros so much amazing stuff is coming soon um to also to go along with beat source link the ability to dj off the cloud and to have a locker system to um, get your stuff offline if you're afraid of streaming off the cloud um, there's so much stuff in store the site is constantly improving and getting better we've got vip crates where we've got all these amazing djs that share their crates with you you're able to save it right in to your DJ software or even some DJ hardware. I save, like, for example, Zoo's playlist, Lil John's playlist, um, all that. Boom. Save it right into my Serato and it shows up in a crate and I'm able to play with it. And the new batch of VIP playlists that they have coming are insane. I mean, some amazing names in there. Um, so go check that out. Um, and also, I am constantly streaming on Twitch and doing a bunch of other stuff. Find me on there, twitch.tv slash DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. Same on Instagram, DJ Spider. Send me a DM if you have any comments, questions, guests you want to see on the show, anything I could help you with. I'm here for you guys. I really appreciate being on this journey with you and creating this community and us all being here together uh, week after week. Um, we've got some amazing guests lined up but today i want to give you some info about our guest um our guest today is someone that has really forged his own path in the dj world um he you know some of our guests have been battle djs some of our guests have been bottle service djs touring djs all different kinds of stuff this person is someone who has been djing for the right reasons and loves music and knows what he's doing he's a skilled dj He took the route of wedding bar mitzvah, mainly bar mitzvah style DJing. And I think this is something that a lot of you guys do or may want to get into out there. So we get a lot of great insight on on how he got into that, how he built up his company, how he continues to build up his company, what he's done during COVID and what he has planned coming out of it. Uh, We talk about that and something else that uh, this person does is that He's very active on YouTube and Twitch. His YouTube has amassed over 25,000 subscribers, um, and he's a trusted voice in the community of reviewing tech products. So people come to him to watch his videos to learn about, let's say, the Rain One or the Pioneer S11 or some of these things that we want to know if we should spend our hard-earned money on. He gives us realistic reviews and um, his 
you know, knowledge and, and his viewpoint on all of these things. I watch all of his videos. They're great. He's growing all the time. He's very authentic on there, which is what I love about him. He's not afraid to tell the truth and give some constructive criticism, even if a big company has given us given him something to review. Um, he also is super active on Twitch. I was on his talk show on Twitch. He has a talk show three times a week, I think, um, in the mornings called Wake Up in Cleveland where he interviews DJs. He also has a Ask Him Anything About Tech show. Um, he has a show where he DJs with his son, his 14-year-old son, the father-son show. Um, he does all types of stuff on Twitch, and then he is able to use that content and transfer it over to YouTube. Um, he's very smart with the way he's doing things, and with his downtime from not doing all of these events that he usually does, he is focused on uh, these channels, which are growing exponentially over this time. Um, so I think you guys would get a lot out of watching his YouTube channels, his Twitch, and I hope the, uh, that you get a lot out of this podcast interview. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to give it up for our next guest on the 20 podcast. Please make some noise for Cleveland Terry. Let's go. It's the 20 podcast, and we have got Cleveland Terry on the show today. How are you doing, my man? I am good. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you, fam. Yes, I appreciate you. I, uh, For people that didn't see it, I was a guest on Cleveland Terry's Twitch talk show, which he does multiple times per week and um, is a great show that we'll get into more later that you do all the time. How many times a week are you on there doing it? So currently we are on three times a week. When I originally started, it was every day and it was just too much, <laughs> too much. Right. So we're down to three. Monday, Monday, yeah. Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. But then you do other streams other days. I feel like you're on every day for somehow. I, you know what? I, I think you're right. The The <laughs> problem is I have that set for my show. But then I tell people, hey, when I'm, when I'm reviewing gear, people send me gear to review. I will do it online. I'll, I'll do it live. So if anything, if I have any problems, people kind of see it and kind of know what I'm dealing with. So I'm on all the time with pop-ups, you know, left and right. I try to keep it to a minimum, but look, we're all DJs here. We, we love DJing. So <laughs> yeah. we, take, we take the opportunity anytime we can. Of course. I know. I know. Even when I'm practicing, I'm like, should I be streaming this? Like, <laughs> Right. Yes. It's um, it's a hard, th- you know, hard thing. I mean, tonight it's we're recording this on a Friday, and I feel like that's when Twitch DJville pops off. It's know? insane. I stopped. I stopped DJing on Fridays for that reason because it's. I, look, I'm all for competition, but when the entire world is competing against you, I'm like, I'm good. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just watch from afar. <laughs> right. Much better. I know. And it's nice. I mean, being a family, I know you have kids and, you know, I'm a dad and like, it's nice to pick your own schedule in a way. So like I see like DJ scene, he's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I think sometimes Sundays at noon, Mm -hmm. like noon to two, noon to three, four. And even yesterday, he's like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my son. I got to be off by 315. 
it's pretty dope that you can do that as a DJ, still have a successful DJ set and then get off and hang with your family. So to be able to take weekends off, which is when we usually were always uh-huh. gone, I hadn't seen my family on a weekend for probably my child's entire life unless it was his birthday or some crazy thing. And even then I was flying back, staying up all night from Vegas or coming in from some gig I'd been up all night. So it's nice to be able to make a schedule be there with for your family you know and balance it all it's funny because that's the one thing that i don't miss is doing your event saturday night staying up to all hours of the night and then going to bed at like four or five in the morning knowing that you have to get up at like nine or ten because your kids want to do stuff so you have to pretend to have energy and be excited to be there when really you're just like i just want to sleep i just i just want to go home but Family men, that's that's the life we live, right? <laughs> exactly. I know. And before you know it, your kid's older and probably doesn't want to hang out with you. So uh, I'm trying to take advantage of that uh, while my kid's still eight years old, you know, that he wants to see me. Speaking of eight years old, so does your kid uh, want to be a DJ or watch you DJ? Is there any interest? No, not yet. Uh, <laughs> okay. Or not yet or will never be. I don't know. Um, he says... Gotcha. I'm, you know, I'm not, not to be so absolute. He loves music. He's into it. He understands. Mm-hmm. Um, we DJ'd his school, uh, back to school thing on Zoom, uh, holiday so thing. It. And we went mm-hmm. through the playlist and decided to pick out mm-hmm. songs that we thought he w- would be good. Everything from stuff he likes now, from like BTS to stuff he's heard me play, like the Ramones and like things that would be fun and Dua Lipa. And, and then yeah. we took songs like All I Want for Christmas is my two front teeth and i was sort of showing him mashups or whatever you want to call it because i was like Mm -hmm. look this is in the same key and a similar uh bpm (laughs) as this and it might go together and he's like what Mm -hmm. do you mean and so i end up doing it he goes that sounds cool we have dua lipa under all i want for christmas my two front teeth and then he was super proud that we had created that and so we do it for the school and he gets on the mic and and he's good at the mic he's like an mc Uh uh-huh See, 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 you're, you're doing the most, like when I'm doing <laughs> school events, it's like, okay, I'm playing what you want to hear, but I'm not getting that creative. Cause I don't know that people appreciate, it. I appreciate it. You appreciate it. But you know, the kids are just like, can you play the the original song, please? <laughs> I mean, I'm 99% sure that nobody uh, <laughs> even noticed, <laughs> right. but we felt good about it. That's what DJing is. You do some things for yeah. yourself and for them, but yes, I definitely played like all around you know stevie wonder and like all types of, of things for the school and and yeah. i taught him that you know you can make the crowd happy uh as well some for you some for us some for them that's exactly that lesson. That's, that's yeah my, my son so i have a 14 year old and okay. he's gotten into the whole dj scene so he's really really involved and he's practicing all the time and getting better and better so i'm i'm expecting him to be absolutely amazing by the time he hits 20 years old <laughs> like much better than I ever will ever be. He will be that guy. But right. But right now he has an interest. He didn't have an interest before until like maybe the last couple of years where he's like, this is well, kind exactly. of what I want to do. And he's 14. So I, I yeah. didn't have an interest in the stuff till I was older. So I'm not going <laughs> right. to force my son. I mean, my son's so into soccer. He's so good. And he's so into math. He's into all these things. I'm going to let him be into what he wants to be into. And then, and then he'll get into it. I know your son's into dancing and yeah. stuff too. Uh, I've seen you post stuff online and actually my son uh, watched your son dancing and was like, 
loving it. I mean, he was engulfed yeah. watching it. Like, this is so cool. So um, everybody finds things at their own time. And I'm not the kind of mm-hmm. dad that's going to force him into any of it. Even the the sports, you know, uh, um, I'll let him. If he's super into it, I'm there for him. I'm going to support it. If he's not, we'll we'll do the next thing, you know. Yeah, not my kid. My my kid sucked at sports. We tried. <laughs> it was the first thing we, we we put him in the dance because I was a dancer growing up. My wife was a dancer. She actually went to school uh, for dance, and so we originally we originally wanted him in there, but he just I don't know. He it wasn't he wasn't taking to it. So we said, fine, let's. You were an athlete too. Let's let's put him into sports. So first yeah. thing was. Um, Soccer, that's the easy kind of group sport that everybody does. But uh, he's got grass allergies, and it's 105 degrees outside. So we're like, okay, this isn't going to work. So let's put him in basketball. We put him in basketball. He's okay at best, but everybody else is better than him. He's just learning as he's going, which is you're supposed to do in kind of little league. But then my wife decided to put him back into into tap, into dance. What? when he was like seven or eight and uh, I don't know what changed, but it literally like a, like a light switch went on and he got in the tap and it was just like immediately that he was like, this is my thing. So it, he's gone from there and he's, he's really good. I, I can't, I can't lie. He's really, oh, really he's good. Great. At tap. I, I watched yeah. the videos really cool, really creative. The songs he was using and um, you could see that it can, get into the DJing and the same thing with the rhythm and the scratching yes. and, and the percussion. And it all goes together like that. Exactly. And I saw you guys do the father son streams, which I love. It's so cool. We got to bring them back. We, we kind of put them on hold for a minute. We put them on hold because I was still trying to get partner on Twitch. So I yeah. was really obsessed with the numbers. Uh, yeah. but now, but now that I am a partner, uh, oh, you doesn't got matter it. anymore. I got, I got my partnership. Yeah. Th- this week, actually, it was like Tuesday. So, uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more happy that I just don't have to think about it anymore. I can right. just do what I want to do. That's really, that's really the only reason why I wanted to become, because when you first started out on Twitch, the numbers don't matter. You're just like, I'm DJing. Everything's great. You get 20, 20 people on. You're happy. Oh, look, I got 40 people. I have 50 people on. I'm still far away from partner so you're not thinking about it the moment you start getting up to like 65 and 70 people maybe you hit an occasional 80 or 90 now it's in your head so for i don't know like three months because i I started the wake up in cleveland show i think i started it in october Mm -hmm. and when i first started it it was uh it was you, like we talked about it before we started the uh, the podcast, it was me DJing with some occasional talking, right? You know, so I do a Motown and I break down. Oh, this is what I like about this, blah blah blah. Like kind of those old school radio stations. Like in 1967, you know, <laughs> Niles yeah. Grundon made this out of you know, like whatever, right? And then and then I got, I was dual streaming to both Twitch and YouTube. And then you start the flags. So you can't monetize. And I'm like, is this even worth it? So finally, as you said, you know what? We're going to do a talk show. And we're going to see what happens if I just talk. And I didn't have any guests. It was literally just me. I'm like, we'll start it as a kind of a tech show. If you have any questions about DJ related or streaming related, let's talk about it. And uh, 
it kind of grew from there. I started bringing on people I knew already, kind of probably similar thing to what you did when you started your podcast. You, you start with who you know, who's yeah. easy to get to, and uh, then you then you grow from there. And um, right. you know, it's, it's, it's a selfish thing. You know, I love the show just because I get to talk to people that like I've either considered idol idols or I'm just huge fans of. It, it doesn't get better than Same. that. You know, yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I learn so much every single week. Like I get to connect mm-hmm. with really cool people, hear their insights and everything, hear their entertaining stories, and also learn even just from philosophical type things of how they're living their life to music organization, nerdy things to mm-hmm. Twitch tips or, you know, whatever, and just connect with people. So same thing. And like people I've looked up to and, and then they're on the show. So yeah, it's, it's a great, a great thing to do. Um, so just to kind of go back in time, um, where, how did you first get into DJing at, you know, in, in the beginning? Uh, so I started DJing, I want to say around, well, I must've been in middle school. Uh, cause at, it, it kind of came at the same time I was, I started dancing because, you know, don't let anybody tell you that just because you're black, you're automatically a good dancer. Cause I had absolutely <laughs> no coordination when I was younger. My brother was a, uh, was a break dancer. At least he, he thought he was. And okay. so I, it, it just, it didn't work for me. And then I remember it was like, I want to say I was in middle school. It must've been about eighth grade. And all of a sudden my body just kind of clicked. And all of a sudden I could dance and I got into a dance crew. And um, from there, all dance crews, or at least most of them have a DJ that's, you know, that plays all the stuff. So you can kind of go. And I had a DJ friend. He was older than me. Actually, everybody was older than me. I was I was the youngest kid because I was I was thirteen, fourteen, and they were like seventeen, eighteen. You know, they were all in high school. Uh, oh, some wow. even out okay. of high school. Yeah. So I started really connecting with the DJ. His name was uh, Clean Cut, and uh, he just kind of showed me the ways. And while we were dancing, we went from dancing to uh, hip hop, uh, rapping. We were all old school hip hop, hip hop rappers went from there and, and DJing. So it was all, it was all the same. And it's funny. I tell that story and I've, I start asking other people how you got into DJing and a lot of people have the same story. And I just, I never, I never really knew when I was, when I was growing up, I just thought that's, I was, that's what I did. I was the only one that did it. So I started DJing then. I didn't have any of my own gear. I always, I spent the night over this guy's house a lot. Like we became really good friends and he would just show me how to DJ. And I kind of learned from there and, you know, I would always follow him. And anytime we would have uh, dance performances, you know, we'd be at clubs, 18 and over, 21 and over, you know, they'd have to sneak me in and we do that. I would DJ and it just became kind of, kind of a part of me. And, um, but it's funny because. I still didn't have any gear. I I didn't actually own my own gear. Oh my god, for for years. Like years. I kept borrowing other people's gear or you'd go to the club and they'd already have gear there, so that's that's what I would use. Um right, yeah, of course. Yeah, but uh yeah, I st- I started at a young age, but it it kind of went in waves. So, I was in it and then 
I started, um, well, then I was just a kind of a bad, a badass kid. So I, <laughs> I ended up having to go live with my dad. And, uh, so then I completely disconnected with, with all my friends cause we were in a completely different city. Right. And, um, so then that kind of stopped. Then I ended up moving back with my mom, but by then you got other stuff, you got sports, you got all these other things going on. Um, and I had stopped DJing and then, and periodically I would, but not, not so much. And then probably I was like 20, it's about 23. And I was about to have my, my first child. And I was looking for a job, a part-time job, because I, I worked full-time, but I needed a side, a side hustle. Right. And I happened to be at a I happened to be at a nightclub with my boy Paris. You know Paris, don't you? You know, yeah, yeah, you know of course. Paris, Paris Paul. Par- shout yeah. out to Paris Paul. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Paris Paul. And I and I was uh, we were at a nightclub in uh, Westlake Village, California, and okay. it's a small little dive. You know the the place where you go where it's like always the same people. It's like all the same eighty people go on a Thursday night every time, and it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were just kind of dancing, doing our thing. And this dude walks up to me. He's like, Hey man, uh, I like what you're doing. Uh, you should come work for me. So he gives me this card and it's like, uh, you know, this company and it's like, you know, bar mitzvahs, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is kind of creepy. This is like that old school. Remember, um, what was the it? Modeling. Um, the modeling, or I was thinking more like, um, remember different strokes where, um, oh, yeah, of course, where, where, where Dudley liked the camera, the cameras, and the guy took him over to, and then ended up molesting him. Anyway, yeah. that was one of those serious things, but that's kind of what I, I was know. thinking. I'm like, I, I remember is- that episode. That's like burned in my head. Actually, maybe that everybody helped me stay remembers. Away from people. <laughs> Damn, they got that, serious on that. That was so serious. Like there, there are two episodes that I remember from different strokes. One, that episode with the shower and the cameraman, and two, when um when he was playing around with the audio and he uh he touched it and he got shocked and then he passed out and it was like a big deal. Like be careful. And he, they had that whole public service <laughs> announcement after the show, like. You know, that's, this is why we don't do this. Like, oh my God. So I remember those two more than anything. Um, that's so funny. So, You've so never been shocked card. ever since. <laughs> exactly. So, so I took this card and uh, Paris and I were roommates at the time. And I just kind of threw it in my drawer. And like, it was like a couple of years. And again, so I was just about to have my first child. And I was in the process of moving out of the the townhome that we rented because it was like oh, I, I'm a family man now time to time to do the family man thing <laughs> right and so I'm clearing out all of my drawers and then this card pops up and I was looking for like a side hustle so I was like hey man what do you think you want to give this guy a call so we go to his uh, I, I go to his office like with my wife or you know and, which is weird and you know previous wife <laughs> I should say. And anyway, and we're sitting there and he's kind of talking about it. And I'm like, okay, well, it sounds like it sounds okay. Like he, it was legitimate. It was at an office and everything. So I started, uh, I started dancing for this company. And, uh, so it was a bar mitzvah company in, in LA and a large bar mitzvah company. And they would do like, you know, five to 10 bar mitzvahs every single Saturday night. And, Crazy. and this was before, I mean, I know you see the Jews for, for black lives, but before this, uh, I wasn't a Jew. I'm a, I'm a convert. So, uh, okay. So interesting. I'm, yeah. So I'm, I'm doing this thing for like 
10 years and I started out as a dancer and I was like, Hey, well, you know, I DJ too. And I'm watching the DJs that they have on there. And I'm like, these DJs are trash. Like, you know, let me, <laughs> let me DJ. And I'm like, well, you know, we, we want you here. And then I started becoming an MC. So that's where I developed my, my MC voice and confidence to be on a microphone and talk to random people that have never met me before. So Got I was it. doing that for like 10 years and about the six year mark, I was like, I'm a little tired. Um, so I talked to the guy. I'm like, hey, I just need to DJ. I don't mind him singing. I know I'm requested all the time, but at a minimum, I just need to DJ every so often because I was working every Saturday night. And he's like, sure, sure. And then like within like three weeks, I was DJing. And but they were using turntables were dead at that point. So this was right. like 2000, 2002, 2003. Okay. So uh, everybody was using uh either the denon players like that was a big deal with the cue and the play and then the change of tracks and you did have a right. pitch you like, had a pitch. like the the one like the rack mount yes the right? rack mount. And they would like exactly. put the cd in and they'd be like here you go here you go yeah i i it's, never could mess with that yeah <laughs> well yeah and and for anybody that doesn't know if people are listening like there were no cue points like the fact that serato has eight cue points like this is like a whole different world you had one cue point and that cue point yeah. took you to wherever you assigned that cue point and that was it after right. that you had to start over again so and it was on a it, cd too i mean you it had was, a booklet you had to flip you're like oh yes. i want it okay flip yeah. flip 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 yeah <laughs> so yeah so so we went from taking on huge you know vinyl crates to these little cd uh what do you call them what do you call those things booklet. the little cd booklets yeah. exactly yeah and and uh so I, so I was, so I was working for this company and they had their own kind of preset, uh, music. Like you weren't really allowed to bring in your own music. It was like, oh. uh, it was like company approved, like here. And then you had like, you know, 50 CDs and then you had like a current hits batch of CDs too, but they would only give you one CD. So I'm like, dude, I need at least two CDs. You can't put all the current hits on one CD. How am I going to switch? How am I going to mix? You need to have two of them at least. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then it was, and then you were at the mercy of like the owner who thought he was, you know, God's gift. Uh, Cause he had a successful DJ company and he would choose what was on the music, what was on the CDs. So he was a huge U2 fan. So like undoubtedly every CD had a U2 track on there and it was like, nobody listens to U2. Like why, why what, is this even on here? Bar Mitzvah wants U2. <laughs> like Sunday, <laughs> bloody Sunday. <laughs> like, like uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I still remember to this day, uh, I'm a huge tech nerd, obviously that I wouldn't, you know, be where I am without it. But I'm watching the Apple, uh, the Apple presentation when they're releasing some new device. I think it was a new iPhone. And one of their big things was, uh, Apple. It wasn't even Apple music at the time. It was just like iTunes, iTunes on your phone. And you remember yeah. this probably. And I remember they were on, they were on the, the camera and they're like, okay. And you can have any music you want, you know, zapped to your phone at your fingertips, like you too. Bam, it's on your phone. And then you look at your phone and like the YouTube album, it's like chilling on your phone as they're talking. And I remember the backlash of people like, what the fuck? I don't even oh. like YouTube. Take this off my phone. It, it was a huge, huge thing. That was thing. like the biggest scandal in like <laughs> MP3 history. You know, everyone right. 
get you how to take you two off your phone there was like new york times article it was like the right. biggest deal yeah and people were suing apple you know for because of that like it was yeah like insane. you've taken over my phone like little do you know that you're being tracked with every single thing you enter and everyone's listening to every word you're saying and they're advertising every you, word but you're upset that bono is on your phone okay so get, get your priorities straight exactly so so we would always have some u2 on there and um we, you know, we would try, look, can you, this is a hot song right now. We need to have this on there too. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you only got 70 hot. minutes. You, you only yes. got 70 minutes on there. Yeah. What? What is it? And, and this is before people were, you know, a song was what? Four minutes. So you're, you're talking about 20, 25 songs maximum. And yeah, uh, yeah so it, it was, it was tough. And uh, so I was doing that. Right, that could be the uh, name it, of your um your 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 autobiography in the future, from YouTube to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I That's used to actually play pretty YouTube good. on a crappy CD player, and now I'm a boss on YouTube. Yeah. Oh man! So so I um so so I was doing that MC, yeah. and then it was about ten years out, and I was like, you know what, I'm done. I I like I said, I was. Married before, very short, and then okay. I met somebody else, got married again, and by the time I hit the ten year mark, she was like a pharmaceutical rep, so she was making good money, and I was like, I don't need to do this second job anymore. So, uh, you know, I'm going to end it, and then I kind of stopped from there for uh, maybe maybe three years. And keep in mind that at that same time, I was producing. I had a hip hop group, hip hop group where I did all the production. Uh, Paris was my partner in the group. It was, it was Los Angeles rhymes, like the LA, LA times. So it was LA rhymes. Um, oh. and, yeah. And then, uh, we got, we got signed and just like everybody else in the world, um, the deal <laughs> fell through. We got signed and they were like, okay, we love what you're doing, but LA rhymes, it's too localized. You got to think bigger. And, uh, so we came up with check one, two for the name of the group. So that was uh, the name of the group check one, two. Um, okay. Yeah, so then we had a band and everything. We tour, you know, we were playing all over all over the 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 Southern California circuit and we were we were good. I'm not going to lie, we were good. And uh then the deal fell through. And I think yeah, I was about 25 years old. And um the deal fell through and we were like, okay, well, do we want to keep doing this now? We've been doing this for several years. Does this even make sense anymore? And I'm like, well, look, I'm, I'm a producer. I'm going to keep making music. But like the grind of I made a song, come over, record, spend five, six hours in the studio. Uh, you know, now go to band practice, do that for three or four hours a day. It was a yeah. lot, you know. So we yeah. were just like, let's just let's just pause for a minute and and go from there. And uh, the music was making money for me. I mean, I had a couple of, uh, I had a placement company that, that I was exclusive with. And so I have several tracks over MTV and we had, we had music on scrubs and big mama's house soundtrack. So a, a lot of stuff. So I recouped every thing that I put money out on. And that's always right. my thing about anything you do. Uh, the moment, cause people always want to know how, how, when do you consider yourself professional? It's one, when you make money, but two, when you can recoup all the costs that you put into it in the beginning, because there's a lot of money spent out of your pocket for the longest time. And uh, like the moment, the moment the big mama's house check came through, I was like, oh, 
So this is the kind of money that could be made. There's a lot of money to be made in production if if you got some talent. So you know. Yeah. But yeah, so I stopped DJing. Um, so I was doing the music thing. And then when we Paris was still at the company, uh, the DJ company. And then at a certain point, he was like, I kind of want to go off on my own. Um, I got this one guy, one he wants to do it with me. And I stopped him. I'm like, yo, man, I was working full time, but I'm like, yo, man, look, if you really want to do this, I know that there's only so much growth that I can have at the company I'm working for right now. Like they're never going to put me in a position where it's like sky's the limit. So right. um, I'll do it with you. Like, don't go off with this BS because it's not going to, it's probably not going to work out. So we started the company and um, I mean, like the moment we said, let's start it like within two to three months, the word got around. Now the word didn't get around from me. So let's just say we know how the word got around. Um, the word got around and all of a sudden uh, he calls me up and he's like, Hey, oh man, um, we got to buy some equipment. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I have like 15 grand in deposits. So uh, we might want to start buying some, some equipment. So crazy. And when was this? So this was, um, well, let's see. So I had, I got married in 06. Uh, so this was probably around uh, 2008, somewhere around okay. there. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, cause we've been in business for about 13 years. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So right. 2008 and, um, yeah. So then I started, this was actually like my first, um, <laughs> toe dip into the waters of like the DJ mobile DJ world. So I'm looking for equipment and I'm trying to find the best deals and okay, here, look, there's, here's some, some JBL JRX speakers. This is a good price. I think I'll buy those. And I buy these things only to find out there's a reason that they're cheap as fuck. And that's because they're horrible. So, um, so I'm buying yeah, all this if it's, equipment. If it's too good to be true. It's usually, uh, yes, too good. To exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so also bu- you get what you pay for is what I've realized with all the stuff, anything 100%. you want to save money on, even with all this streaming stuff, I'm like, I can get this cheaper one. Like uh-huh. there's a reason why it's cheaper. There's yeah, definitely yeah, people- a reason. People don't realize that. Uh, so, and I and I did a lot of shopping online and a lot of uh, Craigslist. So, everything we put together, I'm thinking that we have you know six to nine months before we have our first party, yeah. and then it just so happens that the San Francisco party planner, this huge San Francisco party planner, calls us and says, "Hey, I got a party in May. Uh, you guys, we want you to do it. You know, we want Paris to be there." And I'm like, we don't have everything yet. Like, we're not, we're not really ready for this. But he's like, hey, man, they're going to pay, and it's good money, and you know, they're going to, you know, drive us out and set us up. So now we're like in fast forward mode. Like, we got to get this stuff. (laughs) Right. I, I had a, I had a truck, and it's one of those things that, in hindsight, you're like, what the hell were you doing? So I had an SUV, uh, Infinity QX4, and love that truck. Still my favorite truck to this day, but. We decided, you know what? Let's just hitch a trailer up to the truck and then we'll drive it up. So I'm driving to San Francisco with this trailer full of DJ equipment. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we have, and we have, all, we have these light trusses and we, at a, at a certain point we decided we were going to build the lights with into the trusses to make them easy to kind of transport around. But at that point we didn't have that. All we had were empty trusses and boxes of brand new purchase lights. Okay. So we drive up to this party and 
we get there. Oh, we're I pulling feel like everything I know out. it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so no, so we're, we're we're pulling all this stuff and we're set up the trust and we're literally right. like building the trust as we're going. We're putting the lights on the trusses and everything. And um, and <laughs> this is when you first learn that you know all lights are not created equal either. Because I bought lights thinking, oh, these are great. And yeah. you know, and so when you first turn them on, you, okay. So I don't know if anybody knows this. So prior to um, prior to like in- instrumental music or American Music Supply and Zounds and all of these online retailers, you had uh, either like a Guitar Center or Sam Ash, or you had the uh, the DJ District out in downtown LA. And if you go to the DJ district in LA, there's one street and every, every building is DJ equipment, whether it be name brand or like, you know, Chinese knockoffs, it's all there. And then you go into a room and the room is pitch black. Okay. They're like, Oh, you want to try out these lights? So you go into the room and they turn these lights on. It's pitch black in the room. And you're looking at them like, this is amazing. Yeah. I want these lights and I want these lights, but then you get them on a party and you don't realize that there was a hazer in the room. Uh, you know, everything was like perfectly coiffed to make it look like they're more impressive than they are. So you get to right. the room and you're like, these things absolutely suck. It's like when you're a kid and you wanted the GI Joe thing, but you just would buy the one thing. And like in the commercial, they have a whole world and you're like, this looks so fun. And then you're like, yes, I just got my stupid little thing. It's not, it's not the same, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, so now we have these lights and we turn them on and, People are on the dance floor and we turn them on and it's like, it's strobing in their faces and people are like going into epileptic seizures. Like, please turn it off. I can't, I can't. (laughs) Okay. I guess we should unplug these. Um, So we unplug them. The speakers were just, they were the JRX's first speakers we bought. They're the carpeted ones. So if anybody wants to know crap, don't ever buy anything that has carpeted uh, carpet on them unless they're subs. I mean, Sarwin Vegas is a little different. But the other it's like when those, those dudes that used to drive around LA with those vans and they would just pull up next <laughs> to you and go, you want speakers? And I'd be like, yes, wait, what? And they'd have <laughs> like, it was all carpeted and they'd be like, Sirwin Vega. And you were like, and then they would just be some fake Sirwin Vega. They're like, yes. what, what's even good? And yes, I remember yeah. all those. So, so, so that's, we were using the JRXs and you know, you get on the microphone. Oh, everybody, let's do it. You can't hear anything because they sound like crap. Um, but all the mid range. All mid range, but the party actually went well, except for people always want to know why I'm such a fan of like having all of your music in your hard drive, like in within your computer, internally in your computer, because I've run into too many instances where I'm DJing and somebody walks past the booth or knocks something and then the the little plug just kind of comes loose. And next thing you know, (laughs) you're no longer DJing. You know, and um, yeah, that, know. Ha- that happened on the party. So, but we, we, we masked it. It was okay. It was our first party. It was fine. Um, and then after that, it literally like everything just opened up. And, um, you know, we, we, we had, we had one, uh, one system in my house and um, we just kept building and the garage kept getting fuller and fuller and fuller to a point where it was like, Okay, there's like five systems in here. We got lighting, we got photo booths. I we got to we got to move this. I there's no I have no room. So, right. And my wife was and and people would <laughs> So uh you know, parties typically uh private parties, I don't know, four o'clock to say midnight, okay? From right, the time you have right. to get there to the time you leave. So everybody yeah. would arrive at my house in these big ass uh U-Haul vans at around one o'clock. So they'd all come over 
load everything up, and then they'd leave. Okay, not a big deal. But people forget that um, we got to drop off this equipment. So at like two, three, four in the morning, I got people <laughs> driving to my house and unloading equipment. Like I probably should have put more thought into that uh, because it's like literally like my family's right there. And, uh, you know, I could have brought in some DJ. It was like a serial killer. I, I probably should have thought about that a little more. <laughs> But it is what Damn, it is. I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't bring in the serial killer DJ, the Richard Ramirez. Uh, he'd We've be truly some... cutting it up. <laughs> Sorry, dad joke. Uh, but... So, yeah. So, anyway, uh, so then we, we moved into our, uh, our office. Um, I was working my normal day job while uh, continuing to build this company. That was probably the hardest part of building the company. It wasn't yeah. the work. Cause I'm a workaholic. So that's never really been an issue for me. Um, right. but like while we were building this company, my son was, uh, we did it started in 08. So my son was born in 2006, six, yeah, he's 14. Yeah. 2006. So I would work from, you know, 8am at my normal job to say 5pm and I'm doing this normal work. I worked for a, a consultant company. So we okay. basically audited local government revenue. So I was a consultant. So I would do that. And yeah, very, very interesting. Don't even ask. So I would do, <laughs> so I would do that during the day. Meanwhile, people are emailing and thank God for cell phones and, you know, internet and email and all that stuff. So I'm emailing people and sending people out brochures and every right. chance I get like, okay, so what do you want? Okay. Uh, what? Be right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can cook you up with that. You know, and it's like I'm doing all this stuff. And then at five o'clock I would leave, drive out to LA, and you're a you're a LA guy, you know. It's yeah. a nightmare. Any driving anywhere at five o'clock is like the worst thing you can do. So I would set up my appointments. You, you'll get there like, at eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> even if right. it's down the street. Exactly. So I'd set up my appointments for like six thirty, seven o'clock, and then I would try to um I try to do like two or three that way. I'm not killing myself because I'm already yeah. out there, you know? And, uh, so I would do that. So I'd get home at like nine 30, 10 o'clock at night, every night. Then I get home. The kids were sleeping, do the same thing over and over again. So my, my oldest daughter who happens to be 22 now, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of time with them, with them, you know, my son and anything like that. So right. it, up until, I want to say maybe five years of this. And then uh, finally, uh, I <laughs> I got to a point where I knew that I couldn't continue to to deliver a quality product from my, the job I was working at and or deliver a quality product for in the sales for my for the DJ company. Right. And but I was trying to milk them for all it was worth, man. I'm like, hey, they're still paying me. I'm still here. And then it got to a point where it was like, okay, I can't do both. And fortunately, I had a, a nice boss, relatively nice boss. And <laughs> yeah. she always felt guilty about like letting people go. So uh, she was like, okay, well, we want to give you a severance package. So she gave me a severance package. And then I left, but I was, nice. but I had a job. So I was like, this is, this is, this is great. Um, but you know, yeah. I lost half my, I lost half my income because I was basically, I needed to make enough to 
support right. the income that I have. But it was a nice runway springboard into yes. your company and, and not, it, you know, to, to give you a little bit of cushioning to make you exa- feel good, exactly. I guess, right? Yeah, right. So so then I was doing that uh, full time up until uh, quarantine. And we Crazy. were... Crazy, Wow. So yeah, you guys we really built well. that company. Yeah, you guys were doing so much stuff. I mean, I remember if one of the first times we met, if not the first time we met, um, you were doing an event up in Sacramento, if I'm mm-hmm. correct. Right. And I was yep. DJing uh, a nightclub up there and you guys came through after. And I had known Paris from before. Maybe I can't remember if we had met before all of you guys, but I felt like I knew you before, but maybe not. Maybe we met that night. But that, uh, that was the first night. Yeah. In Sacramento okay. that I met that I met you. Yes. Right. And so I remember you guys you know, we're like, we're doing this event up here and, um, came through this club. We had such a fun night, you know, yeah. and it was, and it was have- a great time. So much yeah. fun. Like when we've been in contact ever since, but exactly, you've been building up that. And I thought it'd be interesting for people to listen because a lot of the times on this show, we'll have people that are like, okay, I, I entered a battle or I did this mm-hmm. or that. But I, I think it's really interesting how, um, you took that route and how that's, something that you can be very successful in um, as a DJ and that everyone wants to sort of know, like, what advice do you have or what path should I take? And they look mm-hmm. at, I don't know, me or a Diplo or somebody, a producer or a battle DJ or a, a mashup or a bottle service. But there's many other paths that you could that you can make a living, what? you know, and yeah. be successful and be happy and still be DJing. Well, it the, the funny thing about that statement is that um, for most people, everybody always looks at the at the glam light. Oh, I want to be Diplo. I want to be Spider. I want to be Four Color Zach. And then you get to you get for the average person, for the average DJ, not the Spiders, not the Diplos, not the Four Color Zachs, who they'll call and say, "Hey, can you come do this space for us? Can you come do this event? Here is the money. We're flying you out. Yada yada yada." For the average DJ who's working, yeah, I remember that used to happen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know, seriously. You know, but but a lot of DJs would work, and it's like, oh, oh, you know, this DJ, like, oh, so and so, oh yeah, he's the biggest DJ in in Hollywood, and yada yada yada. And right, then, right. and then I'm sitting there like, okay, well, if you're the biggest DJ, um, why do you want to work for me on Saturday nights and bar mitzvahs? And then the real <laughs> world comes out. the The real world is for most DJs. Um, you're not getting paid nearly what you think uh, the average DJ is getting paid out there. I mean, that that's probably, I want to say the, um, the dark, the dark secret of, of DJ life. Uh, DJ right. life can be dirty, you know? And it's like, Oh yeah, we want you to, we want you to DJ here. Look at all this exposure you're going to get. And right. uh, here's, here's $150 for the night. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Right. And it's very up and down, like uh, uh-huh. just like any creative thing. I mean, if you're a writer for television shows, if you're an actor, if you're like anything in a very creative space, you have to be willing to deal with these um, peaks and valleys, you know, and exactly. going up and down. And mm-hmm. you and it's almost like when you hear people winning the lottery, like, oh, do you hear about that guy? He won 750 million in the mega millions. Like, I'm going to go get a lottery ticket. Like, yes, that's dope. And you should do it. And it's possible. <laughs> and it's same with like in, you know, DJing. It's not exactly like that, but it's the same mm-hmm. in the sense where you hear no way that person got paid 3000 or 450,000 or whatever insane number you're having the conversation about, you know, whoever right. it is. Um, 
that's possible and it's possible for everyone but to 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 be able to get that on a consistent basis the way that you're uh-huh. saying oh well we're booked out for a year every saturday yeah. night five events a saturday for all these things it's it's a different business you know what i mean yes. and you're it's it's more competitive and and less loyal i think than it would be in the bar mitzvah world because in the 100%. wedding bar mitzvah world these event planners or clients or different people you work with are going to be like this person's good. I'm bringing them in. In yep. our world, it's like, are they still cool? Are they still relevant? Oh, shit. <laughs> what, what, you know, they, they're looking uh-huh. weird or they made a bad move or, you know, it's, it's a lot different. Yeah. And not to say one's better or worse, but there can be more stability. Um, there, one 100% way or more stability. And I think that's why a lot of DJs will work for us. Because first of all, uh, typically speaking, we would pay more than you would make on a Saturday night. Now, right. It's, it's relative because for, you know, if you're a DJ and you work at a nightclub, you might get in at 11 o'clock and then see the, the opening DJ. And then maybe you're on at 1230 and you DJ for an hour and then you go home. It's a little different than, okay, so come get the equipment, uh, set it up before the service, wait around for a couple of hours. Now do the party. Now break it all down and then take it back to the studio. So we know that there is there is a lot more work involved, but the yeah. difference is uh, if you want to do it every Saturday, there's a gig for you, and right. I think that and that's the difference. You 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 are trading out a little bit for you know uh, uh, the 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 spotlight on you to well at least you know there's I'm always getting some light over here, <laughs> not in the yeah. shadows. <laughs> um, so yeah, right. it's and it's it's. I think you can do both. And we have a lot of, we have a couple of DJs, you know, uh, DJ Rel, uh, DJ Rel worked yeah, for us. Yeah, of course. Um, works. <laughs> I say worked for us because I know that's you know what, what I'm I mean? saying. Like I remember those times. Cause it's like <laughs> back in the day when we used to go to places, <laughs> it, it feels like forever. Right. So except our um, friends in Texas or wherever right now are just kind of like, Oh man, I'll, I'll be there in a couple hours. <laughs> Even yeah. last week we had Javen on and she's like, I gotta go at four. Cause I got a gig. I'm like, damn you, Arizona people. <laughs> Arizona, Texas, Florida, you know, a lot of these, uh, these, these Southern States, it's like, they just, they just, they don't yeah, care. It's, it's a different thing, but we're <laughs> being, being, we're living where we want to live and where we're based. And especially yeah. being family people, we're abiding by the rules and uh, trying mm-hmm. to be safe. And so we're, to, we're still behind a bit um, where we can't do anything. We will continue to be behind. That's just California for you. We're, we're so and, into cancel culture here that they can't do anything without assuming half the state is going to be angry at them. So, um, yeah. Right. It's true. Gonna- it's true. And I want to be safe. I'm all for all the safety and everything, you know, but um, I know it's, it's, it's always, you got to, uh, I guess, study to find the real answers for things yeah. and make sure. <laughs> right. Have you all know, the real facts. Yeah. You use some science. It's okay. Um, yes. But, uh, <laughs> but if anybody were wondering um, like how, how I started the company. Um, yeah. Look, it's, like it's an interesting there's there's different ways to do it. We were fortunate because there was already uh a buzz about about Paris. So that was the one step. You know, if there's a couple of different ways to do it. One, you can get in with the party planner. Um get yeah. in get in with a younger party planner, a newer party planner that is just now 
doing it because then you will you will create a relationship and anytime they have an event they will book you that's that's one yeah. that's one way um true i would say get on the I'm, i've never done wedding wire i've never done any of these like uh websites that are designed for placement so i can't i can't give you that um yeah same uh, yeah so i will say that i've gotten more success from party planners and or just word of mouth and um word of mouth is everything for 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 um for smaller for personal parties um more than anything because the moment you do a good job for one person they tell everybody about you and especially if if it's if it's like i can understand probably the same thing for corporate like if you do a good job they don't want to keep changing it up and bringing somebody in like i've i've had a a corporate gig at sketchers prior to quarantine for years like the every every quarter they have their quarterly meeting and it's like okay this is where we're at can you be here it's two days blah 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 yeah because i do it because i do a good job i don't mess up i i get there on time you know and and just do what you're supposed to do right. and keep people partying it's yeah. it's not it's not rocket science you know all these all these djs are always like yeah i did it but then oh there's and it's like why is there so much drama in your life just go do the job go do the job yeah. be don't be a dick and they yeah. will rehire you Right. Like just look in the mirror. Exactly. I know there's been so many times where I've tried to recommend people for gigs or done gigs with people and like try to give a chance to like someone coming up and like, Mm -hmm. I'll just do some dumb shit where I'm like, yeah, just use common sense. What are you doing? Or just check. Like, I don't even know, you know, just little things where I'm like, I understand people make mistakes, but you're tripping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it, even sound people like, cause I have to hire a lot of the times when I get hit, hit up for these private events, I have to find the sound person to help me do it. And, and gotcha. of course, if I get somebody that's my person, I hit them all the time. And then if something happens and they stop working or whatever, I have to find someone else. Or, or if I get a way lower budget and I just need a way smaller system, I find someone else. Oh my God. I've had some of these sound people do some of the dumbest shit where I'm like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, right. I remember I got this, uh, I got asked to do like a pretty dope event. It was like Amy Schumer was hosting the MTV Music Awards and they were like, mm-hmm. she's going to have a little after party. It's going to be in this spot. And I'm like, you know, will you do it? It's very intimate. I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, that'll be so cool. And then they send me her list of songs, which was pretty amazing. They're like, mm-hmm. she, her favorite song is by Def Squad, like off that random Def Squad album, like <laughs> in the 2000s. I forget which right. song it was. It was like, I need you full attention and, and whatever, uh, like that one song. And I'm like, that's Amy Schumer's favorite song. But then, so I did all these, you know, got to play Wu Tang and all this cool shit that she was into. Super fun. But the mm-hmm. sound guy got, I, I'd never used him before. I got recommended by someone else. I, the guy I wanted wasn't available. Something happened. This dude was, uh, you know, this comes back to you get what you pay for because yes. he had all this great equipment. He seemed totally cool. He was cheaper than normal for anyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, used him he seemed cool i showed up everything was great the sound was perfect dude starts drinking i didn't realize he started drinking i look over he's like trying to talk to amy schumer he's trying to talk to all the celebrities he's going nuts the people from the party like this huge agency are like what's up with your guy i'm like he's not even my guy i don't even know him i'm hitting my friend like who is this dude man oh my god it turns so bad like 
he just it was horrible like i got in a huge yeah. blowout argument with him and and he's like screaming at me and because he's so drunk he didn't even know what happened we had to carry him out it was like thanks a lot like you made me look yeah. horrible and and then of course he sends me some crazy apology like days later like i'm going into rehab i just want to apologize i'm like you can apologize all you want i'm never talking to you again dude like you just ruined your life if anyone yeah. ever asked me about you you're done <laughs> so. yeah 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 we we've all had that and by the way next time you have a gig just call me we'll take of care course. of course yes yeah. this was a long um, time ago but 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 you know what i mean it's like yeah in any situation just be normal and do a good job mm-hmm. and use common sense and don't be an idiot that's yeah the be- best advice don't be an idiot you know what i mean and ask people for help if you need it but yeah we we, we had we had one guy and uh it's <laughs> we it was it was interesting so so we had a guy that was uh he was a decent DJ, but just mentally was just left some question marks, you know, like, are you sure you're okay? And he was again, oh, man. A, a drinker. And it got to a point where like all the DJs in the company, like had an intervention with them. Like, yo man, uh, you need to take it down a little bit. Like, yeah, he would, he would have a gig out in long beach and we're a San Fernando based company. And yeah. he would have this, have this thing and he would only spend it for like two hours, but he needed to be there at like six o'clock. So he would drink right. from like six until like two in the morning. And then oh he would drive home. Meanwhile, then he'd be back at work for us at like noon to do the job. And we were just like, yo man, you, you have to, this is not a good, a good, a good look for you. Right. He got, he got to a point for, he had many accidents and I think he might've lost his license. So he couldn't drive the vans anymore. And we're like, um, look, as a DJ, part of your job is to transport the equipment. Like if you can't right. transport the equipment, we can't use you. We had to, we had to call the MCs in. Like, can you come to the studio and drive the equipment? Because so-and-so can't drive. Then we get him on a party. I'm not on this party, but we had heard that he was just messing up all the time. And oh we're like, there's no, how could he mess up this much? He's been doing this thing for, for years. It doesn't really make sense. Um, so Paris says, you know what? I'll bring him on my party. We'll see how it goes. So he brings him on his party and he, he comes to the studio to get the equipment. Paris is meeting at the event and it's like, it's like, 30 minutes or 40 minutes before cocktail and Paris is texting me like he's not here yet and we're like what do you mean I'm oh like my God. I'm like he left my he left the studio two hours ago and the event is 10 minutes away like there's absolutely no reason for him to be late right now uh so then finally he gets there and Paris is like, what, what the hell's going on? He's like, Oh, sorry, man. I had to go do this. I didn't have my shirt. I had to go to, to like Ross to buy a shirt and all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he starts doing the party and um, we had a couple of, we had dancers and all this stuff. And there was a, a photo booth and all of these things. He starts doing the party and Paris is like, okay, let me see your, Oh no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. He t- opens up his computer. Computer doesn't work. All right. He decided uh, for whatever reason that like two days before the party, he was going to go ahead and reformat his computer. He had some glitches and some software. So let's go ahead and reformat and just start from scratch. So he reformatted. Um, 
at the studio when we load his equipment he's in the he's in the office like in the in the room and like what's going on man he's like oh i'm just downloading new music for for the party tonight like oh okay whatever we have drop boxes and new music i get it you have time there's still two hours left and um i'm thinking that's all he's doing he gets to the party and paris is like okay show me your list let's go through our opening dance set and he's like okay i i still need time i have to I have to set up my, my list. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, Oh, all of my music I had to re-download. So I don't know where anything is. Uh, there are no cue points. Like nothing is where it's supposed to be. I had to reformat my drive. My computer was failing. So Paris is like, okay, well now, now you're freaking me out, but fine. Let's just, let's just set up the opening dance set. Let's just put it in your prepare folder, call it a day. And right. so Paris is like, do you have this song? No, I don't have that song. He opens up his computer. He's like airdropping the music. Okay, this is one. Play this one. Play this one. Play this one. And he's just getting more and more stressed, this guy, right? So at a certain point, Paris is like, are you okay? Because it's on his face. He's like, I know what I'm doing. And he said, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he literally has a panic attack like five minutes before the opening dance set. Oh my um, god. Yes. Yeah, so so he just like so Paris is like, move, move. Thank so God he, Paris is a DJ. <laughs> well, that's the reason that Paris became a DJ. Because he was like, I can't. What if my yeah. guy doesn't show up? What if he doesn't know what he's doing? I need to at least be able to communicate with my DJ, like, oh, okay, you're a new DJ because you do enough look, you you do enough parties. We can do you know five to ten events every Saturday. But yeah. Let's just say my DJs are like, I can't do it. I just booked blah, blah, blah. I can't, I can't be there. I can't say, no, don't take that $40,000 payout and come work for me. I'm going to be like, go do what you got to do. I get it. But yeah, sometimes we got to bring in new DJs. And as a person that knows how to DJ, like you can spin it. All right, here, stay in this folder. Just play this from number one to number 20. Call it a day. Move on. But if you don't know this and you're not a DJ and you don't know music, how do you communicate that they're not giving you what you need on the party? You know, so. Right, right, right. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So fortunately, he was able to do it. Uh, meanwhile, I'm on my party. We had to send a uh, dancer. Oh, we, we had an MC that was working the photo booth because we didn't have a party for that person. So he gets, he starts to DJ, he brings the dancer on or the photo booth operator on as the MC. So now the client's like, uh, we, we, we hired you to be the MC. And he's like, you're just going to have to deal with this. This is what I have. We don't have another choice. So, oh my the, God. The, so the MC, the MC is fine. He was just a newer MC. I'm working with a person that's never worked a photo booth. I'm DJing, talking to the, talking to the photo booth guy, like, okay. Go, we're FaceTiming. Show me the screen. All right, press this button. Do this. Oh, the printer's not working. Okay, show me the back. And I'm literally like dropping, you know, turn down for what over here and telling him how to do the photo booth on the other side while I'm working. So it's, it's not, it's not the easiest thing to do. You know, it's, it's easier to just be a DJ and to go to a nightclub and the gear is right. already there and then you just play the party. It's a lot yeah. harder when, when you got, party planners screaming at you and maybe the guest of honor doesn't like the music you're playing and the kitchen staff is bringing food out early or late and everything's screwing with your timing and then the photo booth doesn't work and something outside is going wrong it's non-stop i have yeah. learned not nothing stresses me out anymore 
And people are always like, yo, this is going on, this is going on. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just deal with it. Yo, they just brought out food and they brought out dessert five minutes later. Now we have four hours of partying. Well, I guess we have four hours of partying. Like, what do, what do exactly. you want to do? <laughs> no, that's what you have to do. That's what I've learned over time. And like, especially with these event planners, because I do so many special events uh-huh. too. And they freak out. It's almost like part of their job <laughs> is to freak out about nothing uh-huh. at all times. If they're not so, freaking out, something's I mean, not right. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like I just try to be the complete opposite. Like, they're like, oh, you don't understand. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to be just fine. Everything's <laughs> great. I've got every yeah. song you could ever want. I could create any vibe. Like, I remember doing this one and it was like, like, I need to write this shit down for the future because some of the things <laughs> they say to me is so unbelievable. But I was doing this mm-hmm. holiday event and everyone had just gotten there and they wanted everyone to eat and then they had a, a big famous celebrity that, that uh-huh. they didn't, nobody knew was there was going to come out and do this yes. show and do a raffle and then they were going to go back into this party mode they had a whole plan for the timing but they didn't know how to like make the people do it and the timing wasn't set up right and because i did another thing too where they sent me the timeline it was like 8 58 902 yeah no i don't think you're gonna get a 58 <laughs> and at that thing the person whose party it was was crying uh, uh halfway yeah. through and i knew it yeah. because i'm like you don't put an 58 and an 02 that's not happening yeah. okay and it was not going according to time but so this other party they go uh, everyone's here, but they're talking to each other and we need them to eat. And I go, well, I mean, they just got here to a party. Of course they're uh-huh. talking. They haven't seen each other. Listen, you need to play some music. That's going to make them eat. I'm like, Oh, that, the, the, the eat playlist. Oh, let me I'm grab like, that. Hold on. I'm going to go into my make you hungry list. Let me. So, so at first I start to say like, well, there's no, and then I realize in my head, this person's not going to understand if I tell them there's they, no, no food. So I go, Oh, per- I got it. No problem. So I start DJing. People start to go eat. I'm like, see, I played the food song. Like, you know, so they say, he's like, good job. Good job. I'm like, I didn't do anything, man. But okay. So they go, they're eating. He comes over. We got to make him stop eating. The guy's going to perform no matter what. He's booked at a certain time. You, you got to play something to make him stop eating. I'm like, there's no songs to make him stop eating. So I'm like, okay, I'm playing this song. Yeah, so then it was like thing after thing after thing. Yeah, I'm going to play like a throw-up sound. So then I, he's like, okay, they're stopping eating. We've got to get him in here. You got to get them to stop talking. They got to watch. I'm like, yo, dude, this it's a bunch of people. Like, I'm not that much in control. But, but I had to right. just, I was saying that in my head. But instead, I'd go, sure, you got it. And then I would act like I was doing what he said, and he would think mm-hmm. what was happening was happening, but really it was just real life playing out the yeah. way it would play oh, out. Oh, look, there's something going on over there. Let's take a look at it instead of yeah. like, yeah. It, they're, yeah so they're I know. Yeah, I, I understand. Especially, <laughs> oh especially the, 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 if I could tell anybody anything out here, just so you guys know, uh, timelines are so much more important than anything that we can do. As yeah. DJs, people are always like, oh, well, don't worry. This timeline sucks. You'll get them dancing. Like, that's not how the human body works. If, if I'm, if I'm, a, if I walk in and you got two hours worth of hors d'oeuvres and drinks, and then you say, sit them down and let them eat. And then you say, uh, we have a performance. Let them do that. And then you say, oh, now we're going to do the raffle. Okay. Now you have three hours left. Get them dancing. Right. That's I love not that. how the that's not how it works. People they will come dancing, but it's gonna take a minute because pe- your body has right. become like 
you know, stationary for so long. dancing. What's happening? <laughs> Listen, like, oh, God, this was this event I was doing. And the photographer came up to me and he's like... Uh, listen, the, um, head, it was like for a huge network, like big mm-hmm. Hollywood party. And they're like the head of the networks here. And he wants to see everyone dancing, but they had hired a full horn section to play uh-huh. over my music. So everyone was staring at the horn players. Cause it's super right. loud right in their of face. Course. And they go, it's like a well, no mariachi band. and I go, yeah, I go, they're not going to dance with the, the people playing the horns right in their face. So they go, okay, we're going to get them to walk around. So they had them march around and play the horns. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to help. But so that's then the, the photographer comes over. He goes, listen, man, they're getting real upset. And like the head person's going to leave. We need them to dance. He goes, I'm a DJ too, dude. Oh, you, you, that he guy. goes, you should, you should play a Vici. And I was like, <laughs> what, we play levels right now. That's what you want. And this is like, I'm playing like Sharon Jones and like Motown and like uh-huh. James Brown. And it's like a chill vibe and it's perfect. It's going good with the horns. Everybody's enjoying themselves. Like they yeah. don't want to dance. They're hanging with their friends, having fun. It's not the part yet. I know how to ramp yeah. up the night in the you right way. You can feel it. Listen, bro. If you play Avicii, I'm a DJ too. That will get them going right now. And I go, listen, bro. No, it won't. Like, I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And so eventually they go, I forget what song it was. They go, it was some song that was on the radio at the time. It was right. some horrible song. And they go, listen, just that's their favorite song. Play the song. Everyone's going to dance. We know it. Okay. okay. Boom. Put it on. No one, no one danced. Of course. Because it was some awkward new song that nobody wanted to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, and you don't bring it in the right way. And, and they're like, that usually works. I don't know. I'm like, oh, you know what usually works? Like letting me do my thing and <laughs> reading the crowd, finding the 180s song that the two people bob their head to, then using yeah. that. It's like starting a fire. You know what I mean? It's like okay. you light up the kindling and those yes. few people that bob their head are the kindling. And then the other people uh-huh. are the log. And then the more logs get on and then it starts building. And then. They're in the palm of your hand. And then you can yeah. play the new song mixed with the old song. But there's a process and a way to do it. So you that, don't just that, push a button. That bobbing your head thing is literally how I live my life. And right? every time somebody's like, oh, get them dancing. I'm looking around like, they're not ready to dance. What do you mean? They're not even connected to me right now. So nothing right. that I play is going to get them. The moment I'm seeing them like, yeah, you're playing cocktail music and they're eating and, t- and chatting. And all of a sudden you see. Yeah. Somebody turns around like, like exactly. you're like, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Now right. you're at building, any point, you're building I'm ready to go. Stairway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, they're not going to, it's like going on a date. Like maybe the girl's feeling you at first and, but you're not just going to like, go try to make out with her. Let me like, grab, let me grab your like, boob. Like no right. boob right now. Like you might be able to get to that point. You might kiss her at the end, but there's a lot of stuff that has to go before that to go yeah. well, to get to that yeah. point. You know what I mean? Just because you know that it worked last time. You told her that her hair looked good. The last girl, that's not going to work right now. You know what I mean? So I know. And I love yeah. that. It's always someone that doesn't know what they're doing. Like you're the photographer and he's a great photographer and the pictures were wonderful, but I right. wasn't telling him like, like, dude, your ISO and your white balance. I, Can you? I'm telling you, Avicii usually uses uh, Avicii uses a wide lens, so you should do that. Like, uh, okay, dude, I don't know what to tell and, you. Like, and and for anybody that wants to know, um, the prettier the setup, like the more glamorous it is, the less likely that they're gonna even want to dance. At least, right. especially in the be- in the beginning. Like, and the the bigger the name the harder it is. Like I, 
I'm not a big fan of boozy events. You know, boozy events are, they pay well, but like you're at the mercy of just being background fodder for like everything else in the world. Nobody wants to, <laughs> nobody wants to be the first one on the dance floor, you know, cause it's like yeah. some big name. It's like, I rarely see like superstars, like look at them just having a good time. Like, that doesn't happen. It takes so much. The best ones yeah. are the ones that are people just like normal people. They want to party. It's, I guess it's just like the real world. Right. Right. It is hard. Like when I'm getting paid like a lot of money, I'm like, all right, I'm so happy. I'm getting paid a lot of money, but the pressure is on and you know that they're looking at you like a magician too. Like I remember Uh even somewhat before quarantine doing this event for these super rich people paid me a lot of money. I was, you know, I did everything. I researched the shit out of everything they wanted. I was ready to Mm -hmm. go. And obviously I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this forever, but it was one of those instantaneous things things like they walk in they're like nobody's dancing what's happening nobody we need them dancing right now and i'm like well i mean they're older and hanging out and talking and they haven't seen each other and like there's a way that we're gonna do it and give them a second you asked me to play all of this music that is not no one would ever dance to so i'm doing what (laughs) you said but uh it's it's yeah you know it's the it's the endless struggle all of you guys listening know what's up there's Um, a psychological there's a psychological uh component to djing that the normal person just doesn't get. They just think it's as easy as, oh, I played the song, you dance. If right. I play the song and you don't dance, it's because you don't know what you're doing. It's like, yeah. no, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's you, you know, <laughs> and, and and the people you invite. Sometimes, like, I, I love right. doing corporate events True. and watching, like, all the all the big high-end high, high end people sitting at the bar or at their tables, not even being involved. Meanwhile... All their staff, it's like Dre Day in the building, you know, and it's like, <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> like that's that's the corporate that I want. I don't want just like uptight corporate because I and I've and I've done them all too. Like I've done some Netflix stuff, and you know, there's there there sometimes it's amazingly fun, and other times it's like the worst thing. You know, people are like, you can pay all this money, and like, yeah, but I've been standing around doing nothing for like four hours, and I'm. I'm in pain. My back hurts. Like it's just, there's so many little things. I'd rather be DJing for people that want, that want me to be there instead of just being background music. Yeah. Yeah. No, the event game has its own uh, pros and cons. Um, Well, so, so, I mean, that's so interesting how you built up your company. And um, I know that you're on a, on a pause from that because of the quarantine and us living where we live and all of that stuff. But uh, I do know that it will come back yes. probably stronger than ever. A lot of those type events, uh, you know, bar mitzvahs and weddings will never go away. I mean, that's some recession proof yeah. stuff. And um, that's something that will just be going forever and you'll be able to get back into thankfully and you've got your business you know a solid honestly, business around it i honestly believed uh because we started in the recession so for us we came in at a lower price point than everybody else because we're, we were a new business yeah but even when there were downturns and i remember at a certain point it might have been like i don't know 2004 probably around the housing, the housing crisis. That's right. So, uh, right around there, people were like, people weren't spending as much money, but they were always having a bar mitzvah. They just weren't getting like extravagant packages. Cause I remember telling Paris, Hey man, we're doing a lot of our base packages versus all this, but we're still working. And that's all that matters. I never thought that there was anything, anything in the world 
that could stop us from throwing parties. And then COVID hit. This has been crazy. I mean, I'm sure for everyone listening can relate, but same. Like I always had thoughts too of like, all right, well, if I can't do these things, I'll probably be able to do these things or this and this. And then mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I never thought of this. Uh, yeah, right. a crazy virus that's going <laughs> to shut down humans coming together and will be the last on the list for people to come back and, and be around. But, you know, it's been almost a year, uh, which is yeah. mind blowing. Cause what, what, what I remember three weeks, three weeks. So right. when they cut us down, oh. I remember having this conversation now, like I remember this week, one year ago and I was in Vegas mm-hmm. thinking, is it dangerous to be in Vegas? People are talking about this <laughs> virus. This is so weird. And and we would do the podcast and I would meet people in there and I'd be like, how you doing? Or, or, have you heard of this thing? Are you go, supposed to go to China? You're not going to be able to go to China, right? You know, it's like little that I know it's here going crazy. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, we did not anticipate. Um, but that leads me to talk about um, your YouTube channel, yeah, um, which is something that is great has become very successful and grown a lot. It seems during this pandemic, um, it's, it's something that you're very good at and have gotten, uh, much better over time. It seems, you know, through watching the videos, I think you've Mm -hmm. been doing it from about mid 2017, right? Uh, yeah, I think I started, I started, I started late. I want to say somewhere around November of like 17 is when I started this thing up. Um, yeah. And I was, you know, Grabbing at straws, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be in the YouTube sphere, but I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I was like stuck on people like uh, either you're either like Marquez Brownlee, you know, MKBHD, like he's amazing. Look at his he's quality. Amazing, look, yeah. look at everything right. you do. Or, or Peter McKinnon, and he just has amazing visuals and he's just an amazing storyteller. And so I was kind of then you had Casey Neistat of like, do I want to do daily vlogs? What do I want to do? And so right. I was all over the place in the beginning up until I got to a point where I realized that I wanted to do something in the DJ, in the DJ world, but I just didn't know exactly what. So I started out doing uh, vlogs, just event vlogs. Right. And, um, and they were, I want to say that they were good. Um, <laughs> when, when I first started, I, I did my vlog and then of course yeah. you know i i i blasted everybody check out my new video blah 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 you know everybody everybody does this thing and you get your views and all of a sudden it's like 100 views from everybody that wanted to see your stuff you're like yes i made it this is just the start and then <laughs> right. then you do the next video check out my new vlog and it's like 60 views next one check out my vlog it's like 17 views you're like okay so um all the su- family and friend support is gone um, right. It's yeah, like you had inviting couple- people to parties. Like they come to the first one, they come uh-huh. like, and then after a while, it's like, okay, I, I got stuff to do. Yeah. Like I, I you saw can't- what you do. This is what you do. Yeah. Okay, I've seen yeah. it. Not Great. gonna watch every. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's like being a DJ, being a YouTuber. You got to find your lane, what you're good at, what's authentic to you. Um, yes, and all of the same uh, principles apply somewhat. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I mean, first off, it, one of the biggest things is. Um, is consistency. So I was doing the vlogs. They took a lot of work. Uh, they were, when you're filming a vlog, typically speaking, you might start at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Then you film yeah. the entire party. You film the end. Then you go back and you have like 10 hours of footage that you need to edit, edit down. 
it can't right. be too long because nobody wants to watch a long ass vlog. So then you're trying to <laughs> right. figure out ex- exactly what you want to say. And this was prior to uh, long form videos becoming far more important to YouTube. Because mm-hmm. before it was like, if your video was over like six or seven minutes, nobody wanted to watch it. Now, 10 minutes and people are like, YouTube's like, yes, 10 minutes or more. Good job. Good job. Right. It's um, weird. And then they also, <laughs> they, they also um, seem to be pushing the shorts a lot. Like it's almost like that yeah. short thing is like they, whenever I'm on the app now, they'll take videos mm-hmm. from three years ago, make it look like an Instagram story. Like they make it all long, even though uh-huh. it's not like that. And then I click on it. It's like 11 million views, but then it's just like a, eight second thing of a guy breaking his computer in half or something. And I'm like, what is that? And it's It's like three years ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, they're trying to implement their own shorts. I even saw like Mr. Beast, um, the, Mm -hmm. you know, that's super popular YouTuber. Yeah. He has Mr. Beast gaming, Mr. Beast, this, but he has Mr. Beast shorts. And it's just like small clips from the other videos. It'll be like 50 seconds, eight seconds, 22 seconds, you know? Um, so it seems like that's a new trend they're trying to get on or something or they're pushing. Oh, it, oh 100%. Like they, they know where the market is. And, and I, you have, cause you really, you legitimately have two different factions. You got people that only care about bite-sized morsels and people that are actually there for the long form content. And right. that middle ground is where a lot of people struggle because like my videos, especially I guess we'll talk about this, but like all my tech reviews, they're, 15 20 minutes sometimes even 30 like depending on depending on what it is and yet right. people still watch them um but like yeah uh, like i just i just released one now for like my djing and it's like eight minutes long and so it just it just depends but um so, right. I, so i did the so i did the vlogs and like i said they were good i liked them but they took a long time and i just i wanted more content and i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do and, you know, you start asking people and people all have opinions. Oh, well, you talk too much and shorten it down and do this and do that and don't do this. And I want to say it was probably one of the first times besides my music production that I was legitimately like, uh, I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> I, I know I know what works for me and I have to have confidence that what I'm doing works for everybody else out there so yeah well i agree yeah. i mean I've, i even through listening to like that podcast how i built this with guy Raz, mm-hmm. um like and he'll explain these companies that ask for so much feedback from the people that it, it ends up being confusing and then he'll, yes. he said like some steve jobs quote that steve jobs never ever ever wanted to ever. know what people wanted and mm-hmm. basically was like I, people don't know what they want you have to give them what they want and they right. won't know until you give it to them and they're going to keep telling because they'll tell you everything you know and mm-hmm. then the more you listen to that you'll lose your focus and lose your own path and your own vision for it so you have yeah. to trust yourself um right no you're 100 right djing yeah. to youtubing to twitching haha no twitching <laughs> i don't know if that's the word that's some old man shit but are you twitching stop, stop twitching over there um but yeah you know like anything you're gonna do in that creative world i i agree i think that's a good outlook so so you started to go into your own um vision for it yeah so i started to do um because i needed content but yeah 
I, I wasn't getting the, the draw that I, that I had hoped. So I, I decided a couple of things had come out and I was like, and I had a whole bunch of equipment sitting in the studio. So I decided, I'm like, you know what? Let's start reviewing the equipment that I have and yeah. let's go from there. So I'm reviewing equipment. It could be you know, a year old, two years old, but I had it in the studio. So I started reviewing that. Um, the, the numbers were, were better, but they were still, they were still low. Um, but, but things were building. So if I started in 17, as you said, at the end of 17, by the end of 18 or not the end of 18, by the end of seven, no, I'm sorry. By the end of 18, um, I just hit 1500 subscribers at that point. And that was, that was a huge deal because I was like, okay, people, there are people that actually want to see me. And that's the first step of being able to monetize because I wasn't able to monetize before then. Um, right. So I, I'm and doing, what do you I, mean? That, are you saying that that's a number is the first time you yeah. can monetize a 1500 yeah, so, subscribers? Yeah, 1500. Basically, if you're like a Twitch person turns it into an affiliate so to speak. So okay. you, it's, it's, a, it's 1500 and then a specific number of, of watch time. And I was really oh. concerned with what watch time. I was like, well, my videos are getting like, you know, seven minutes. Like you can, you look at your analytics and it's like, yeah, average person stays for, you know, 4.3 minutes. And you're like, okay, I, I hope I have enough. And, um, so I kept making these videos and it's interesting because so yeah, hit 1500 because January was uh, Nam, and I had never gone to Nam. January eighteen, never gone to Nam, and I had a friend that was like, "Hey, I can get you into Nam." I was like, "Cool, let's go." That was at the same time that Rain was releasing their new Rain seventy two and Rain twelves. Remember, yeah. they went they, they they were purchased by In Music, so they, essentially they went out of business. And um, I still remember the call today. Uh, from rain. Cause if anybody uses rain products, they know that in the past you would just pick up the phone and call and a person from rain would answer. And like, I got to send my stuff in. They send you a return slip. You send it in the same guy you talked to on the phone was the guy that fixed your stuff. Then they send it back yeah. to you. They put new fader caps and everything. Name? Everybody knew that me too. Yeah. He was the best. Totally forgot. But he yeah, was the I best. Know what you're saying. Yeah, you go to Serato, you, you you go to you go to their forum, and you're like, "Oh, I'm having this problem." And then like the same guy that fixed your stuff is on the forum too, answering questions. Yeah, you're true. like, "Wow, this is great!" So we happen to have a Rain 57 still sitting there because we're like, "Oh, that's right, we need to get it fixed so we could sell it." But it wasn't a priority for us to like get it back, so it was just sitting at the Rain studio, the Rain location in Seattle. They call us, and the lady's like, "Hey, um, you still have a 57 here." Uh, pay for it now because I don't know what's going to happen next week because we're all just got fired. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, in music bought us and they fired everybody here. I'm like, no, that sucks. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so there was this gap of time between when in music bought them and then they basically went to nothing. Um, and when they came out with their new flagship mixer. So I'm like, I really want to see this mixer. This looks amazing. Uh, the 12s, first uh you know digital decks on the planet i was like okay this is it so i i go there and i've told this story before but since we're on a podcast maybe you haven't heard that you know new people so yeah i go i, I go I don't to know nam. If i've heard it so yeah go for oh it. great okay so i i go to nam and 
if anybody's ever been not been to Nam, Nam's humongous. It's at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's like three different buildings, including the Anna, the Hilton Hotel has stuff. It's it's gigantic. But the moment yeah. you walk in the the ground floor, it's like Nam is uh, basically it's a trade show for for um, uh, stores for retail stores or people selling their product. So it's not really supposed to be for DJs, but it turned into a place for DJs because all the DJs started, all the DJ companies started started going there. So you walk in and you have your Rollins and like your Fender guitars and like all these really established companies, and then. You travel, you travel a little more and then you have like the DJ area and the DJ area is anchored by pioneer DJ. They have a humongous booth. That's like a monolith for all things DJ. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Then you got reloop phase had just started phase. just started announced that they were coming out with the product. And so it's, it's a, it's a DJ's dream. You can play with all the new right. gear. They're releasing stuff. All the DJs, that you know and love have guest performances the entire uh, week because it usually starts on Thursday and it goes yeah. until Sunday. It's just an amazing, it's like Candyland for DJs. And yeah. so you get this brochure as you walk in and you're, and it shows you where everybody is. Name is listed like, Oh, come see the new, the new, you know, 72. And I, I don't know where they are. So I'm still doing my thing. And then I run into my boy, gravity one, uh, who works at Scratch Academy. And uh, we were chatting a little bit. And I'm like, hey, man, wh- where's the rain booth? I haven't seen it. And he looks at me and goes, oh, you haven't been there yet? I'm like, no. <laughs> and he starts laughing. And he's like, you'll see. Just go up the escalator and keep walking, right? So I'm like, okay, that's weird. And uh, so I, I go up the escalator and I'm walking, thinking that it is in the next um the next building over because as you go up the escalator, there's like a walkway and it's like the, it's the bridge that connects you to the, to the other building. So I'm walking through and I hear this loud ass music, you know? And I'm like, huh, that's weird. And I'm walking the hall when I look over to my left and there's the rain booth, but it's not a booth. It's just rain DJs in the middle of a hallway. They don't even have a booth. They're next to the cappuccino maker. So I'm like, uh, this is weird. And I walk up and like fat fingers is there and DJ icon. And I'm like, um, is this like a staging area? Like you got another booth somewhere, right? Like this is just another booth. That's, that's how you're rolling now. It's like, Nope, this is the booth. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. So, and they're like, you you know, you want to try it. And it's one booth. There's one deck and it's, at the podium. I'm like, I'm not getting up on stage to try out this thing when there's like 57 other DJs just watching you DJ. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. so, so I get home, uh, and I record this video and the video basically said, I went to Nam to see the rain 72 and 12 and I left disappointed. I know it's a little clickbaity there. Um, but it was the truth. My whole video had nothing to do about what the rain product. It had to do with the fact that you've been gone for several years. You come back in and the first thing you do, you have this brand new flagship. I mean, legitimately brand new digital tech. That's going to change DJs forever. Yeah. And you and you release it in a hallway. And that was kind of my thing. And I did that video 
And um, for a while, there was like, you know, I started getting a little traction because it was NAM and people want to know what's going on in NAM. Not, not you can't just get into NAM. Um, and it's still to this day, besides my, my Beats Solo 3 uh, rant, because I had a rant on that one, my, my number one, like most hated video. So keep this in mind. I'm 1,500 subscribers in, not really getting a lot of traction, not really getting a lot of hate. The only hate I ever got um, was from ignorant people, because as you hear me talk, even though my voice might be super sexy, sultry, smooth, uh, I don't sound black. And so that was always a thing that people would say, oh, you don't sound black. I don't know if I can listen to you. I don't know. And it's just like all these things that I'm just like. You'd be like, oh, I like your content, but you need some more swag. If you had a little more swag, you and I'm just like, this is this is who I am. I, I don't know. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I got swag. It's just not the swag that you want me to have. You know, like if you put me on a dance floor, I'll pretty much destroy anybody on there. And if probably if we're DJing too, but you know, they don't see that. They only see what's on their screen. So right. I was, always, so I was honestly, uh, just to speak to that, I've seen the comments because uh, I was watching some of your videos before this of your recent videos and the people that seem to love you that subscribe to you. And, and a lot of the comments are, you're a real one. You're a real dude. You're authentic. I like you for who you are. You're mm-hmm. a good human. You seem like a good person. So, I, you know, from there to here, just my quick uh, input on that <laughs> is obviously be authentic and be yourself and don't listen and back going back to not listening to what other people think. Yes. Uh, because the being yourself is the thing that will lead to the longevity and the real actual loyal fans or whatever they are family subscribers whatever you want to call them well i mean i would i would say they are definitely loyal and um i i tell people this all the time and it's probably not a secret but if you're trying to do anything anything in your life whether it be artistic starting a business whatever don't don't go into it with your family don't even worry about them. Operate your stuff like they don't even exist. Like don't right. do it to try to get your friends and your family to be there because strangely enough, um, they won't. Like your friends are the worst supporters of anything you do. You know, it's always like, oh, this is great. Hey, I love what you're doing. Can you give me a deal? Or or can I can I get the homie hookup? Like nobody ever wants to pay full price for anything. And right. you know, or in your in your like your YouTube stuff or whatever, nobody cares. But if you get people that that support you, if you get fans of what you do, they won't go anywhere. And that's far more important because that's how you're going to grow. They will tell other people about you and not just to kind of brag about how, oh, my boy. Oh, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah we go way back. Like, But actually, we'll be like, hey, if you want to learn, check yeah. this guy out or whatever. So uh, right. so I'm always like fans first, uh, family, family second. Like half the time I used to I used to post my videos and all this stuff. Like I don't post them at all on my Facebook account anymore. Um, I barely post them on 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 IG, what, unless it's like a bigger, a bigger thing, like oh, look, Pioneer S11. Okay, everybody check it out. My videos up, but besides that, yeah. like, I don't do it anymore because yep. it it wasn't really doing anything. It wasn't like they were like, oh, new video. Hold on, let me swipe. Like, no, it didn't matter. So I stopped caring about right, that. Right. Um. But um. So 
after that video, I started getting all of this, like just, just negativity, like, bro, how are you going to put this up there? It's like, this isn't even about the product. How are you going to spend all this time talking about this when you didn't even look at the product and blah, blah, blah. And this is stupid. I wasted my time. And I'm like, so I had that video and then I had my beat solo video, which I had, I bought three different headphones over the holidays. And I bought one for myself. I bought one for my son and one for my daughter. Within um, six months, all three of them had some form of problem. So I went on there and just said, look, guys, after a year, uh, don't buy Beats, and this is why. And I got so much hate because there's always that, well, mine are fine. Like, nobody else can have any problems because yours are fine. Right. Uh, you know. But meanwhile, there's like hundreds of thousands of people that are like, no, I had the same problem. Um, yeah. yada, yada, yada. So, but I was getting so much hate from that video. And then my, and then my other video, I was tired. And then I was like a year straight of doing this stuff, 1500 followers. I'm like, this is, do I even want to do this anymore? And, um, but, I, but I, but I kept on. And I think at a certain point, that's when, that's when my friends were like, Oh, do this and do this and do this and shorten up your videos. And you talk too much and you're too wordy. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you but shut the fuck up. I don't care. And so <laughs> I, st so I started doing videos about, um, I started doing these things called my thoughts videos. So if a product was released or it was announced, I would read up on it. And then I just give my opinion of the product, like what I thought. And I mean, yeah. yeah. And it was, don't get me wrong. It was educated. Like anytime see, this is one of those things. A lot of people will give their, their thoughts videos or make an announcement. Oh, this new product came out and whatever. I not only looked at the video, I would go to their website and find the manual, download the manual, read the manual. So I could know all the things that it did before I gave my thoughts video. Yeah. So, it, you know, so it was an educated video and yeah. all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden people were like, Oh, and they were, they were communicating and contributing to the chat. Meanwhile, I didn't realize that like my numbers were growing. All those people that hated me, all of a sudden my numbers were picking up and I was like, okay, this is, this is weird. Like, why are they picking up all of a sudden start doing this? I did a video about, um, the most popular DJ software. And I said, um, basically, Serato and Rekordbox are the most popular uh, DJ softwares for DJs. And I'm only speaking about like local. I'm in California, uh, but I'm, I'm only speaking about the US. I know that a lot of people are using other software outside of the United States. Tractor's big. I get it. I'm only talking about my experience in the clubs. And I said, people aren't using virtual DJ in the clubs. And, and so I, I do this video. And it's getting huge numbers. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is, I'm at like 10,000 views in like a day or two. Like that never happens, right? And yeah. a couple a couple of days goes by and I'm like, yeah, I'm, this is great. And then one of the guys that follows me, he's like, hey man, I just want to let you know, you know, they're, they're talking shit about you and laughing at you on the virtual DJ forum. And I was like, what? What do you mean? So I go to the forum and there's a post about, check out this idiot who thinks he knows about virtual DJ click on the click on the post 
there's like 30 pages of comments. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm going through all these comments and everybody's just like, just like beating me down. Meanwhile, there are people like, look, he's not wrong. Like I get what he's saying, but he's not necessarily wrong. There are little issues and blah, blah, blah. So I get down to the end. I, I create a profile and I say, Hey guys, I'm glad I could provide you with a little humor. Uh, but you know what? You're right. I said some things about virtual DJ without actually using them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to subscribe to the virtual DJ, um, you know, software site. I'm going to download it. I'm going to use it. And then I will give my complete review on the product. So I did that. Uh, I did a video called like uh, Serato user tries virtual DJ for the first time. And it was legitimately me turning on virtual DJ and just kind of going through it. It was like a 30 minute video. And that one did huge numbers. And people were still, you just don't know the product. You don't know what you're talking about. But I'm like, look, my whole point is, because I had so many issues. It's not that I don't know the product. It's that it's not designed for new people to walk in and actually understand the product. If you open up Serato, it's set up like two turntables and a mixer. So even if you don't know 90% of the bells and whistles, you can still use Serato. And that's what right. makes Serato so good. It just it just works. At least scratch live anyway. Uh yeah. Serato Pro is great too, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yes. So... But meanwhile, I'm still using it. I take it on parties with me. I'm starting to use it. And then I finally, after like, it must have been about a month, I did a two-parter. One, where I talked about nothing but the good stuff. That was the first video. And then the second part, where I talked about nothing but what I considered to be the problems with it. And right. I do these videos. And and they're, they do huge, 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 huge numbers. Um and obviously, the one where I'm talking about stuff that I like, people are like, this is great, amazing. And the ones I don't like, they're like, so you don't know the product and you probably should have taken more time. I'm like, dude, this is what I do for a living. I don't need seven years to learn about a product. I, it's a DJ's product. I think I can work it. Um, right. <laughs> so, so, but after those videos, um, and Virtual DJ contacted me uh, because what I was saying ultimately was, look, guys, the product is fine, but you're not going into this trying to pull people in. It's almost like you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Of course, the best. Okay, so yeah. so there is there, so there is a there is a, a an episode where uh, the guy is converting um, to oh no, where the there's a Jewish girl and the guy is making her convert to like Christianity before their wedding, and Larry says. What? We don't convert to them. They convert to us. That this this is what we do. And <laughs> and and I remember that because that was my whole thing. It's like, look, if you want people to use your product, you don't make me change my mindset to use your product. It should be to a point where I can get to it and then if I want to know more, I can take the steps, but from right. a starting point, I should be able to DJ the way I normally DJ, and then I can keep building off of all of the amazing things. There's a lot of stuff in virtual DJ, all the amazing things that, that you are offering. But like everything about it was like you turn it on and everything is dumbed down for you. Like the uh, 
sync is on, uh, auto key is on, auto BPM is on, like all of these autos. So it's like, I'm not even DJing. I'm like, what is going on here? So, um, so I put that out there and virtual DJ contacted me and they're like, Hey, we understand what you're saying. And, you know, we'd like to, to make, you know, we'd like you to, to, to be involved with it. Um, but, but I didn't. Um, but the funny thing is when they come out with their new product, all the things that I had issues with all of a sudden were gone. They had oh, wow. three, three different layouts and one layout was like, Oh, you're new to virtual DJ. This is the one you want to use. And then you get a little more experience and this is the one you want to use. And I'm just like, but meanwhile, you know, all the virtual DJ people, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them were like, Oh, you don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And then virtual DJ. And I'm like, Hey, I just, so I did my video. Like, I'm not saying I'm the reason that this happened, but, and then I showed the clip of my video breaking down everything. I'm like, see, but because, because I did that video, because I did the, let me try it out. And I will tell you my review after that point, all of a sudden people trusted what I was saying. All of a sudden people were like, you're a real one. Like you actually took the time, learned a product. So now I know that when you talk about things, you're, you're not coming at it from a, from a, um, I just need to get a video perspective. Like you actually care about what you're saying to people because in YouTube, all you have is your word. There's, yeah. there's no, you know what I mean? There's no, well, it's like, no, you, you if your word is tarnished, you're going to lose people like that. So I've always made it a big deal to, to be honest with people because I know that honesty and I'm an honest person anyway. Um, and I'm honest and I kind of say it like it is. And a lot of people, when I first said it, like it is, they thought I was being, um, condescending and like had an ego. Like I was just talking trash, but it's like, no, this is just the way I am. It's not yeah. ego. It's not condescending. It's just, I, I see things, I say things. And I think, it's worked for a lot of people. So, um, uh, at this point, uh, I, so I was getting a lot of growth there. I just hit over, over years and I went to Nam in January and I had, um, at that point, I think I had like 12,000 followers. So it was growing, but it was slow and steady, but the numbers were there. I didn't know what kind of, uh, influence I had on anybody out there. Like I was just making videos. I knew that there were certain people that were always watching my videos. Cool, whatever. But you know, no companies were contacting me to, to do any reviews or send me product or any besides like Amazon people. So when Nam came up again in 2020, I was like, you know what? This is the year I make contacts with everybody here to start trying to build. Um, yeah. Me meanwhile, I I commented on Mojax's, I think I commented on Mojax's video. And he had contacted me. Oh, that's right. So I had released a video, another My Thoughts video about a product that was announced. And now, now I remember. Sorry. So it was Denon. Denon had a full-on like um before Nam, a full on like all they brought out all the big DJs, Mojax and Crossfader and digital DJ tips, and they were DJing on a boat uh, with the new Denon hardware, and it was like this really cool thing. And I had said, "Oh, 
yeah, it'd be really dope. One day I'll be there, but you know, it kind of jokes. Mojack contacts me and says, hey, do you have a connection within music? And I'm like, no, I don't have a connection with anybody. Um, and he's like, okay, but you're going to be at NAMM. And I said, oh, well, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, let's meet up and I'll, I'll introduce you. And so I'm like, okay, you know, thank you. I don't, but I don't know Mojack. So I'm like, we'll see what really happens. So right. I get to NAMM and I go with Paris and you know, Paris, I know Paris. Paris, before any of this stuff was a promoter. So he was a big time promoter and MC and everybody knew Paris. Paris was the guy. And so we go into NAM and um, <laughs> we go into NAM. And of course, all the DJs are coming up to him. Hey, what's up, Paris? What's going on? Oh, this is my partner, Terry. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how's it going? Nice to meet you. And we're walking through and all of a sudden somebody walks up to me. Hey, man, love your stuff. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Keep walking through. Hey, man, Cleveland Terry, love your stuff. And I'm like, this is weird. And he's like, huh? Oh, I guess some people know you. I'm like, I guess so too. And then like, we get to the DJ area and then like all these people are like, Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, yo, can I take a picture with you and all this stuff? And I'm like, um, and I wanted Paris there so he could be my cameraman so I could get footage. So I was like, um, Paris, do you mind taking a picture? And I swear to you, he takes the camera, the phone and goes, what is going on? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you do before this? You made some yeah. weird so, viral so, video. Yeah. And so then he takes the picture and he was like, this is so, he's like, I'm not used to this. Like, I'm not used to being the sidekick. This is weird. And, um, and meanwhile, Mojax is WhatsApping me like, Hey man, uh, I'm a little, I'm running a little late, but I will be there tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll see if it's true. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I'm still going to go on doing my thing as if I, as if he doesn't help me. Uh, cause if nobody knows this, but if you go to Nam, uh, in music has a completely closed area, uh, and it has okay. all their new product, but you can't get in without an invite. Like there's a, there's a bouncer at the door. Like, what's your name? You're not on the list. Sorry. Right. Uh, you know, so I was like, whatever. Um, so then finally, uh, so I'm going to like reloop and pioneer and that's where I met drew. I met drew at pioneer. He was one of the guys there and he was like, Hey man, I'm a big fan of your stuff. And I'm like, really? Like I've kind of, I've kind of trashed pioneer on occasion. He's like, no, but you tell it, you tell it like it is. And it's not you being an ass. It's just you being critical and having legitimate issues. So right. I appreciate that. Like I show all of the pioneer guys, your videos all the time. And I'm like, well, if you can get me a connect so I can maybe, you know, uh, get some product, that would be great. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, then Mojax calls me. He's like, Hey man, I'm here. Let's meet up at three o'clock and I'll get you in. I'm like, Oh, like you were really legitimately serious. I keep in mind. I had never met Mojax only via WhatsApp. So, and, and normal, like internet, like never a conversation. So the first time I met him was at NAM. and, uh, he's like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, you here? And he's like, okay, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. And he walks up and he's like, Hey, um, you, you, do you know Cleveland Terry? And uh, uh, Denon was there. Jason Stott was there. He's like, yeah, I know. I watch this stuff. He's like, this is going to be a guy getting big. I need you guys to let him in and show and show him some love because he's got a he's got a he's got a voice that I think you need to have, especially in the mobile DJ market. You need to get him in. And I'm just like sitting there, like, this is Mojax. Like, first off, not only is Mojax like legitimately like giving me love. But yeah, you know, but he's watching my videos too. Like I cannot even believe all of this stuff is happening. So I get in and of course you get in and then you're like, 
you know, you, you, you see digital, you see um, Phil Morris from Digital DJ Tips. He's there and hey, all the big guys are in there and you're just like, I have arrived. I've arrived, you know? Yes. And <laughs> so after that, I was like, wow. Okay. So then I did all my videos and I continue to do my videos, continue to um, create my voice because um, it, it, it has grown over time, right? you know, getting, getting more and more comfortable with a camera that's right in front of me and being able to talk to people and, and actually tell a story. And that's been my big thing. When people used to say, you're too worried to get to the point, I would re respond and say, look, I'm telling a story here because a story, you're going to internalize what I'm saying far more if it's a story versus me just giving you text figures. Like it doesn't work. Um, so that's why I'm worried because I'm telling a story and everything that I do has a story around it. Uh, but we get into court, we get into quarantine. And again, I'm at like 12,000, 12,000, give or take 12,000, 13,000 subscribers. And I do a video because everybody wants to know how to DJ online. And, you know, everybody was on IG and Facebook. That was the big deal, IG and Facebook. So I had never used OBS, never used any of this stuff, but right. because of who I am, I'm the tech guy of my world. If anything pops up, people call me, hey, tell me about this, tell me about that, which is why I made videos in the first place, to stop people from calling me all the damn time. Um, so I just start reviewing, start reviewing OBS and seeing all the things and seeing what people are doing and all of that. And then this little thing about like how to get it in IG, nobody had done a video on IG. So I was like, I'm, I want to DJ on IG. I think people would like yeah. to know how to DJ on IG. Let me just do this video. So I do this video. And uh, do the video and the numbers are good. It's like, you know, 10, 15,000. I'm like, this is, this is a really good video. Keep in yeah. mind, like my normal average, like my heights before were like 10,000 over time. Like maybe I would like my virtual DJ ones got like 20,000, 30,000. So those, but that was over time. It was never like immediate. So I was like, this is a really good video. And then I did a couple other videos, like how to, um, how to get around the algorithm, on IG and you know speed mixing and all these things. I did like a series of like three or four videos. Meanwhile, I'm still continuing to do my normal stuff. And um Paris calls me and is like, hey man, um I, I don't know if you know this, but like everybody keeps talking about your video. And like all my DJ friends are like, hey, how do you get on IG? How do you how do you how do you DJ there? Blah blah blah. And everybody keeps bringing up, hey, have you seen this one guy's video? Yeah. It's, and he, and then he showed to Paris like that's that's Terry. That's Cleveland Terry. I, yeah, that's my guy. Um, and he's like, he's like, I'm like, oh, that's cool, cool. He's like, have you seen your numbers lately? I'm like, no. And I look down, it's like forty thousand views. And Damn. I'm just like, this is weird. And then like sixty thousand, seventy thousand views. I haven't even looked at the numbers lately. I still get people to this day replying like, hey, so I'm having trouble getting myself on IG. I'm like, why are you even on IG anymore? But whatever. Right. Neither neither here nor there. So. Um, so that those series of videos, I know certain people are just against it. I mean, I saw someone I today. I know that's really dope. And, but I mean, I think it's, he's built this person, you know, is building his IG like, like, yes. like actively and, uh -huh. um, it's growing. And so he's doing his celebration of followers party like on instagram oh, interesting and interesting. seems to focus more on instagram and youtube i guess he just doesn't get people on twitch you know but yeah 
uh everyone has their well, own things you know but yeah no, nobody wants like to build which is the spot to go nobody wa- nobody yeah. wants to build right or they I, think I, that the certain audiences are different places yeah and, uh, if you're getting a huge reaction somewhere you know i get it i mean like you said you're building your youtube in a certain way you're up to over twenty five thousand subscribers now mm-hmm. um I'm sure those people are expecting a different thing than the people that watch your Twitch all the time, you know? Well, that's kind of the way I had put it, which is why, and I, I wanted to um, diversify because I didn't want to just yeah. be locked to, to one thing and then something happens and now well, there's no that's avenue. Something, exactly. That's what I try to say to DJs too, because I was like, put your podcast only on Twitch. And I'm like, I'm down, but I'm going to do everywhere, you know, because yeah. I, I want people... People prefer different things. Someone hit me yesterday. I listen to your podcast on YouTube all the time. Oh, man, I always have it on Spotify. Oh, it's on Apple. You know, everyone has their own thing they want to listen to. Audible, it's on this, it's on that. So you got to just hit all the angles. Yeah. So so I've, um, yeah, and, and the funny thing about it is, so over the past year, um, I mean, everybody's got their, their kind of, bars that they want to that they want to get to and right. my first bar was a thousand viewers and then five was really really cool 10 was like oh my god i just had ten thousand views ten thousand uh subscribers not views um yes. and then it was like okay 20 at 20 i will make a video so uh i hit 20 like i was growing for the first probably three or four months of quarantine i was growing at like a thousand subscribers like every two weeks like it wow. was like insane like oh like oh i just hit 14 oh wait it's been a week later i just hit 15 like just bizarre um it's definitely cooled down now now i'm averaging like a thousand subscribers every month which is still very good i'm not complaining about yeah, that that's at all. great um you know but you know it's continuing to push out content so and what's the like i know you know twitch you get a follower and then a subscriber is someone that's yes. going to pay you every month right. on youtube a subscriber is someone that is a follower uh yes but right i know that they've implemented something called like join the group or something Th- they or there is, is a there is a membership that you can that you can sign up for actually i have it i just for whatever reason haven't turned it on but it's very similar to the way Twitch works where there's it's different It's like levels. subscribing and then you're part of the, the yes. deal and you have a certain subscription with certain access to things yeah. and, the, the, and stuff The like only that. reason why I'm going to... I'm going to end up doing that too uh, because I want to create a, a secondary uh, level, secondary layer in my Discord. So special things will go to those people who subscribe yeah. to either either Twitch or YouTube or, or my... Um, patreon you know so um it's more That's just a good it's idea like, yeah it's just about diversifying just getting out and there how so does your patreon work like uh with all of those things is it connected or what do, it, what it, what motivates people to subscribe to your patreon i well i think talking about it i never talk about it so i don't i have to look to see like even what my numbers are um right. but what would I be got, the incentive for someone to even do that versus your twitch or something um well a lot of people like behind the scenes so like, mm-hmm. I, I know we were talking about that beforehand. Um, I think there is a market for people that just, just want to see how you do things. You know, they don't want to see perfection. They want to see, oh, I, you know, <laughs> you know, oh, Cleveland Terry and I have been on this thing waiting to, waiting to start this podcast for three hours because we keep having problems. Like people right. like to see that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's kind of the way I'll do it. And I might even consider doing like, 
uh, specific videos, uh, early release videos, and maybe even videos that like I don't release to everybody else, just to just to my subscribers. And once it gets to a or a certain yeah. number, um, so right. so just just little ways to to, to monetize. And I, I think that um, look, I, I, they do make money off of YouTube, but it's not for for the amount of views that I get. Like even when I hit those big numbers, you have to you have to be in the uh, hundreds of thousands to actually like survive off of YouTube. Right. You know, it's 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 impossible to do it. You know, and that's without, hundreds without of that. thousands consistently all the yes. time, right? Hitting it, all the it, time. It, yeah, because like let's let's just say, I mean, look, like it's hard to kind of qualify how much was made off of the uh, the IG video, but I can tell you, like, let's just say, let's just say the number when that one hit, and all like three of my big ones hit, and, and mm-hmm. do the do the math, and maybe maybe in a month, maybe you hit, you know. 100,000 views. Um, I think my numbers, I think my dollars went up like $1,000. Okay. Right. For, for, okay. For, for that month. So if you are a big person and you're always generating hundreds of thousands of views per video, and then you have, you know, hundreds of videos, now you're making big dollars. Now, now you can yeah. make a hundred grand a, a month without even thinking about it. But like, it's not realistic. You, can for you everybody. make a hundred grand a month uh, being in the hundreds of thousands of views, or do you have to be in the millions range? Uh, well, I mean, let's see here. I think that if you if you're consistently at well, hundred grand a month, because like, what like, would you? I mean, hundred grand a month is a lot, but like, what would you? I mean, that's a, a one point two million dollars a year just off yeah. YouTube. But what I'd be would happy you, with, with ten grand a month. <laughs> yeah, how much do you make off of then? Like, because I didn't know if you only start getting paid once you hit a million. Like, how much would you, do you make off a hundred or two hundred fifty thousand video? You know, viewed video. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I think there's a, there is a calculation out there, um, right. but I think it's somewhere. About, I think it's like what do they say? Like a dollar per thousand views or something like that. It, it, it's oh, it's interesting. Yeah, it, okay. It's it's something like that. But like, if you are, you know, if you but if you can generate that, and there are certain people out there that have like, you know, fifty thousand followers, subscribers that will still generate a lot of money because their 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 subscriber count. Is at fifty thousand, but their view count is like one hundred thousand every single video. Just for whatever reason, uh, people aren't subscribing, but they're watching their videos. So right, well, you, it probably you, is part of the algorithm of exactly like you're saying with the oh, I tried this and it sucks. Oh, well, then that person would like to watch this after that, you know. And right. I even like being you know being in Clubhouse a lot lately and listening to all mm-hmm. these YouTube creators and stuff. Heard um, one of the head people from youtube discovery and the person that was in charge of putting things on the front page and they were asking right you know what do you what gets people on there what are the most important things and he was like honestly and i don't know this is just me hearing him say this i'm not an authority on this stuff but he said i hear everybody focusing on make sure you subscribe make sure you hit that like button and he goes that doesn't mean anything to us he goes 
it's if somebody watches your next video is what gets us to put you up on the discovery. He goes, if we see someone watch a video, then watch the next video, we know they're interested in you. If we see likes and subscribes, doesn't even matter. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. So their algorithm is probably based on a lot of things that people don't even realize. And they all get in this habit. And this is and someone that doesn't, you know, you're more of an expert in it. But yeah, it, it was interesting to, to hear from him kind of from the horse's mouth. Like, like, yes, that stuff helps. The more likes, the better. The more views, the better. The more all subscriptions. But I think the algorithm will work off, wait, people like the second this person's video ends, they go to the page, they watch their next video, and they're interested. And that's probably why people like Mr. Beast and whoever keep going, because you're like, whoa, some dude just got a Lamborghini. What else is this guy going to do? You know, and and also the thumbnail. They were saying that, like, Mr. Beast was on there, and he's like, we'll spend... I forget how long, but crazy amount of time. I mean, weeks, like creating uh-huh. the thumbnail before they ever make a video. And he goes, the wow. thumbnail is like a science. He goes, the thumbnail is the thing. He goes, if we get a, a, a this many millions of people on our video, we know that that this many um, millions didn't click on it. And he goes, so we know that even if we got 10 million that a hundred million didn't so we need to make our thumbnail even better and he goes the first five seconds or the first seven seconds matter so much he's like i'll redo my intro for for days and days and we'll we'll go crazy over it because exactly the wording i say with the exact words and the timing is what sucks people in and if they make it past that five second point so you gotta like the thumbnail and then the thing i mean that's just from me listening to them i don't no 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 but and and, and, and definitely and definitely he he is right um but it also depends on what kind of content you're creating because he's making oh yeah he said said it has to be the crazy he said his goal obviously is to do the craziest thing you've ever done in the whole world and then make mm-hmm. it crazier than that you know like gotcha. so yeah, right that's beyond i mean he yeah. he's a, a one of a kind um yeah, you- but but just listening to them talk it was interesting to know how much the thumbnail matters how much the people watching how long they watch your your video and if they watch the next one and there's so many factors to it yeah yeah, I find in the thumbnails are important, but then you have people like a Peter McKinnon who just has like a picture and nothing on it, just a picture. And it just people are like, oh, so it, it is important. Right, but it they does, must it, be it does, I another Mr. Beast. Funny thing is that I follow him on Twitter and I saw him post this morning. There's someone in Russia that takes every single one of his videos and uh-huh. uses the thumbnail and just photoshops their face on it. And it's the biggest channel in Russia. It's so crazy. It's okay, like they hacked maybe, the system. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, that is actually one of my, one of my number one things this year is to improve on my thumbnail because I've never really, I'm one man operation here. So it's like, oh, yeah. I make the content, I hit the video, I got to Photoshop my, it's like, it's so much stuff. Right. But, um, We're all doing this like ourselves, And, and then that is the goal to like, if you could bring in, cause everyone's like, oh, I want to, keep it all in house but if you could bring in someone to help you in whatever business yes. it is mm-hmm. and they can increase the thing it's worth it because you'll be paying them something but they will be increasing your business tenfold you know yeah, I keep, and i keep thinking about bringing in some sort of a not a manager yeah. but like a like a like a well i guess it's a manager like a pr type manager that can like make make connects with all these other Places or a great and, editor i watch a oh, couple yeah. other youtubers and i watch their twitch stream and oh, they'll especially just, an editor 
They'll talk. Oh. And this guy was like, once I brought in this guy who's a, I watched all of his stuff and I saw how good he was at editing and making the thumbnails. Now his full job is just to take my stuff, edit it and make the thumbnails. And he's like, See? my channel has gone exponentially up, that, you know, that's from what I bringing need. this guy in. And he's like, I was scared to pay him at first. And then it changed my life. Yeah. And it made me realize, wow. So it's really just like anything in life. You got to find someone that's really good at that specific thing that you don't want to do. And you're very good at mm-hmm. talking on the mic reviewing the things being authentic and then maybe someone else could focus on the yeah. thumbnail one, one, and the editing and it could take you to that you know yeah. I, 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 need to, I need some i need some interns that that will finally <laughs> you know um but but it is interesting what he said um the youtube guy because yeah I, I try to make it a point that anytime i have a video your videos should connect to other videos that you do that that's kind of a key so if you're talking like like a review is different but let's say I do a review, okay? And yeah. then that review kind of takes you to maybe a competing product. And that's that's the thumbnail that pops up at the end of the review. But yeah. if I do a 30-day later video, like I did one on the S11, I will say in the video, oh, but if check out my comprehensive video because that really goes into detail about this product. People make a note and say, after this, I want to see this. So it's everything you do... Um, this should really be connecting to other things you do. That way it always sends somebody somewhere else, you know? And so you're, yeah. so you're, 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 you're maximizing uh, the, the, the amount of work you're putting in because you're putting in a lot of right. work. Right. So maximize and even it. how you do with uh Twitch. Like I watch, I watch your, uh, you know, I watch your Twitch and how you'll do a whole show and then you'll either chop parts of it up or mm-hmm. you'll use the whole thing on YouTube and, kind of make the Cleveland Terry ecosystem where it all feeds off each other, all the different social media and you're creating um, footage for each thing. Um, It's actually, it's actually the first time that I've had people on Twitch say, Oh, I didn't even realize that that was your YouTube channel. I didn't know you were the same person. So it's like, okay, I am making new people. Diversification actually, actually works. But when you become partner, you're technically not supposed to stream. Uh, you're not supposed to stream to, to different sites at the same time. So I, I, I said, you know, it's what? interesting because well, is- I do see partners doing it. I don't know if they made their own uh, deal or if maybe DJ partners aren't big enough because they're not like that's, gamer partners. That's, um, that's what it is. One hundred percent. It's like who cares if they yeah. get big enough? We'll stop them. You know. But yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, but but. Um, as I was talking to Kova, because Kova and I, Kova does Freak Music Tips, and yeah. um, you know him. And as I was yeah, talking to him, I'm like, I actually think it's a better opportunity. Yeah, some people on YouTube are going to be a little annoyed that I'm no longer uh, shooting these things here. But one, either they just come over to Twitch in the mornings, they know what time my thing is, and they can watch it yeah. there live. Or after it's done, I download it, and the only difference is you're not going to see the whole video. I'll, I'll cut it up. And then I will turn the two hours of tech that I just talked about, especially like my ask me any question type tech, I can turn that into seven or eight videos. So now I'm posting three minute videos, you know, every day and I'm always having content out there, even if it only generates a thousand views. If, if my normal videos, like I'll, I'll do one to two videos a week. You know, that, that was usually all that I could really come up with. Um, and I hope that my views at a minimum hit 5,000 views. Okay. 10,000. I'm happy. I'm like, okay, we're at a good point. 
Yeah. Um, anything else after that, that's like, that's like gravy. So, because it's not just the 10,000 views you make on that video, it's the 10,000 views you make on the other hundred videos that you've already made. It's all about, it's all about the numbers game and just keep creating content. So every, you might not get 10,000 views on a video you posted, um, six months ago, but maybe you get 500 views and 20 other videos get 500 views. And next thing you know, now you're making 10,000 views on all of these other videos. So, right. um, cause it's just, it's just about content and the more content you put out, um, the higher your numbers go without you even trying, because yeah. I learned really quickly that when you're making videos, cause people are always like, Oh, I make videos. Nobody's watching them. So I'm going to completely change my format. It's not working. It is working. The problem is people don't trust you yet because yeah. If you're anything like me, I'm a big sci-fi nerd. Like I watch, I re watch up a lot, a lot about like quantum theory and you know stuff like that, like real sciency stuff. And yeah. I will pull, I'll pull somebody up, and they'll have a great video. I'm like, that was cool, whatever. And then YouTube, as smart as it is, will see that I like that video, or did I even watch that video? Next thing you know, I'm on my main page, and it's like, hey, here's another video from this guy. Oh, that looks interesting. Let me click on that. By the third click on a video. If I'm still liking him, subscribe. So if I'm like every normal person out there, if somebody watches my one video, if they say, wow, this guy's kind of cool. I like what he's doing, but they're probably not going to subscribe immediately. Right. But they see another video. I pop up in their, in their chain. Cause I know I pop up now. If you're doing anything DJ related, like one of my videos is going to pop up. It's just the yeah. nature of, of, of what I'm doing now. Um, but after a certain point, they've seen enough. They're like, okay, this guy's good. You know, let, let me, let me, let me subscribe to him. So con content is everything. But if somebody sees my third video and says, I like what he's doing, let me see what else he's got. And then they go to your catalog and you don't have anything there. Yeah. They're not going to subscribe to you. It's just not going to happen. So when people are like, I don't understand, I'm not getting any subscribers, but I'm making all these videos. It takes a certain number of videos just to get people to say, okay, I'm willing to subscribe to you because I know now that you're continuing to make videos. This isn't a one-off. So you have to continue to make videos and don't worry about the numbers in the beginning. The more videos you have, the easier it is for somebody new to look at your videos and say, I want to subscribe. It's, yeah. it's a numbers no, game. It's so true. I know it's my habit like that too. I'll watch someone. I'm like, wow, I really appreciate this information. I'm going to click the like. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. if they, maybe if they pop up again or happen to click another one, I'm like, should I subscribe to this person? And then probably it takes but, like, but then I know they're going to start coming up all the time in my stuff and I might not mm -hmm. like it. Then I actually look at their about sometimes and I'm like, okay, oh, really? how much? Okay. What, what, sometimes I'll kind of <laughs> see what's up. Like if there's anything weird, maybe because I don't want to have too many subscriptions <laughs> on there. And then sometimes I'll look at their social media too, to like, see if they're kind of faking it or something. Um, that's a, but, that's a big deal though. I'm the same way where you're like, I don't want all this stuff in my feed. So you have to yeah. be really, like Paris, <laughs> I, I'm talking about Paris a lot in this show, but he's my best yeah, friend. So, okay. that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. so, so we have a check one, two YouTube page and he's like, Oh, by the way, I signed us up for a YouTube premium. So everything's open. Watch whatever you want on there. Great. Right. I start going on there and Paris, Paris, what Paris likes versus what I like are completely different. So I'm on there and it's like, um, 
uh, all the all the hip hop uh, channels <laughs> and so and so rumors, hip hop channels and Black China this and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't I don't care about any of this stuff. So I ended up getting my own premium. He's like, Why are you paying for it? I have my. I'm like, because because it doesn't work. I'm not getting any referrals of things that I like. It's like, do you ever have a like a Netflix <laughs> a Netflix account? And you have your profile, yeah. and then somebody goes on and starts liking and changing all the I stuff know. that well, you I like. I share my Spotify with my family, <laughs> so it's a nightmare. At the end of the year, I'm like, I'm not posting this. It's like, here's what you've listened to, and it's like Pokemon theme song. I'm like, I want to be the very best that no one ever was. I'm like, yes, I have listened to that seven billion times, but uh, right. you know, That's it's funny. not tracking me correctly. I need to get that Spotify family account. Yes, um, change, change. I'm, a, I'm an yeah. Apple Music Same guy. With Amazon, uh, like my Amazon video. Like they, they don't split it. Like Netflix, I at least can have like no, no. my they son do, they and did, the Amazon they do video. I'm like, oh no, nope, it's there now. But, yeah, uh, it was just showing me like soccer videos and little kid things. And I'm like, come on, I'm trying to watch a show I, here. We, <laughs> we um we we bought this property um with my with my mother and father in law. So we bought a larger property and they built a house on it. So so the entire the entire home is on a mesh. Um, internet system like they don't even have internet so the, everything they do is through theirs but um so we share all of our stuff we share the internet all all the all the channels and everything and they have apple right. tvs so i put it up log in but netflix even though we have like the 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 hd higher end package or uh, 4k package it gives you f- um like five user profiles so i have myself my wife my little, my my two, my two younger ones. My daughter who's in college, she shares my Netflix. So we're out of Netflix profiles, right? So then, right. so my mother-in-law, um, she she goes on to Netflix, and my profile is like the main profile. So so even though it co- it pops up and it's like choose who you want, I'm the one in the middle. I'm the first one. So she just clicks on it, and all of a sudden, I'm like, why the hell are all these like? Uh, Christian Bible <laughs> movies and horror movies are all popping up on my stream. And it's like, oh, I, I, you, I'm like, damn it. This is ruining everything. But, you know, that's hilarious. it is what it is. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah. And YouTube is serious with that shit. I mean, after watching they, that social dilemma movie, I was like, oh, uh-huh. God, I didn't. I mean, I knew, but I did not know how deep, you know, that goes. I, I had yeah. to go back through all my kids YouTube watching habits because, <laughs> I mean, he'll get, it'll suck him into these worlds, you know, Roblox, my, Minecraft, uh, soccer mm-hmm. videos, uh, whatever, crazy shit that i'm like i want to make sure you're watching the right things and good people not weird humans you but, know audience. but it's also harder though um because of quarantine like we were I the know. same way when it when all that we started getting harder on like my youngest she's eight now when momo entered the building when momo entered the chat you know momo uh i'm thinking fortunately no i don't know momo. okay so 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 momo was this insane looking creature like horror creature that God that they were posting in like YouTube kids and the girl would pop on and it would have like a normal JPEG, like, you know, Barbies and blah, blah, blah. And they'd pop on. I know what you're talking about. And they're trying to mess up the kids. Like somebody's like actively sabotaging it. I know I I deleted YouTube kids. I was like, this is a nightmare. It's worse than YouTube. And then (laughs) that's when I noticed he started to get sucked in on other things on YouTube. I'm like, Oh, I got to control all this stuff. And I got to go back through the history and make sure. And it's right. Right. Well, so, so when that happened, you did the same thing. And then quarantine happened and we're like, 
the kids need some damn outlets. So we were I like, know. okay, you can be on here, but, but like what I've noticed, especially for my daughter, like my son's older, but my daughter watches all these like you know, girly, girly things, but the girly, girly things start to bleed over into like teen girly things. And then you have like adults, like being teens yeah. and I you're like, know, exactly. what the hell no. is this? You know? Yeah. So it, it's a lot of monitoring, a lot of monitoring. A but, lot, you know, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust anybody around my kids. So <laughs> <laughs> especially some internet person coming to my house, yeah. like step off. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> um, well, man, we, t- we tackled so many uh, topics. I wrote down like all of these different things and you really hit on a lot of the things I didn't oh, even good. have to ask you about it. But uh, I mean, you're a professional, so, but uh, I, you know, your stories um, really, I think, are, are very it's some of the stuff we touched on earlier with like common sense and don't be an idiot but to hear the way you explain them um is very interesting and like insightful i think it can help people a lot with the youtube and twitch and we haven't even really talked about twitch that much i'm mm-hmm. sure we could talk for like 10 hours about twitch um <laughs> you'll, you'll but, just uh, have to bring me back on or we'll just have to start it up in our uh in our clubhouse <laughs> yes, I know. And that's the other thing, man. Oh, so we've been, you and I have talked about Clubhouse. We've been getting into this new app, Clubhouse. For anyone that's not on it, it's a new social app that is only on iPhone. It's somewhat like a mix of a conference call and AM radio and right. a group Zoom. And um, you're, it's a way to start rooms to have conversations and have speakers. It's as if you went to a conference and there's a panel and maybe a few people on stage to discuss this. And then they'll take questions from the audience, somewhat like that, but with Mm -hmm. less um, constrictions because you're virtual and anything can happen. It's also really weird because... It goes 24 hours a day. I'll open it. Like one night I was up in the middle of the night and I look, it's 345 in the morning. I don't know why I clicked the clubhouse thing just to see what was going on there. And like I screenshotted the thing because it was like there was a room, one room, Kim.com and like all these people, you know, like a fugitive that's on the run from the government (laughs) for creating insane internet things. And then right below it is Royce the five nine and right Uh below it's mc hammer and they're talking about <laughs> cryptocurrency mixed with the, it's like what i mean how much more 2021 can you get than that um and yeah. the, you know elon musk is there and so it's nuts and at first i was turned off to it a bit uh, i'm like how much time can i put into a new social media and how much can i listen to these people and a lot of people are being fake experts and and then right. a lot of people are i feel like it's just like tinder they're trying to hook up with each other or everyone's trying to use it for their own things you, you, but recently is, i've yeah yeah but is, go it, ahead. is it is it is it weird though that i get very annoyed when there's a panel on and then they bring somebody on and the first thing is like i really love what you're doing can i send you my blah blah blahs like is this what is this what we're going to do? Is this all this is? Like I don't I want it to be well, that kind of they're thing. They're starting to have these pitch rooms which are kind of cool. They had yeah. uh, Guy Raz came on for how I built this and they let people pitch. They had another one with like the head of Netflix and some other people. They let them pitch. So I think okay, that's cool. it's 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 finding its legs. It it's finding yeah. its thing. And and I went into the room that they do every Wednesday at 6 p.m. called Welcome to Clubhouse where the heads of Clubhouse explain to you what's going on and how to use it and what's 
coming and explain the monetization. And you and I talked mm-hmm. about like, yeah. what's the point of this and, and <laughs> all of that. So it, it's all being figured out. And now I like it more. And you and I have talked about, okay, let's yeah. try to start a couple conversations in rooms. And I'm excited for it. I think it'll be cool, but it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot. Um, it takes a lot of time. And, uh, and I'm at a point in life and everybody's at different phases of, of yes. their, of their growth. But I'm at a point in life that if, if I, if I can't make money doing it, it's probably not going to get done. So right. if, if I see things and it's like, Oh, clubhouse, I'm like, okay, cool. But what's the, what's the future for monetization? Cause if I, if you tell me we're not going to do it, then it's just a waste. I might as well bring everybody to my discord and call it a day. Right. No, they, they <laughs> really, really did. I mean, I mean, we'll see how much they, uh, stick by this, but the right. creator was on there saying, we don't want all of your data. We don't want to make money off ads. We don't want, we want this to be direct to creator, uh, yeah. um, situation where people are sending you tips. People are paying to get tickets to come into your room. All of these ideas sounded that great. would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. So, and I'm mm-hmm. assuming if you get good at hosting rooms, people will ask you to moderate, their room. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of things. I watched a YouTube video this morning on um, live selling, like selling online through live okay. streams. And uh, huh. years ago, maybe a couple years ago, my friend put me on to this crazy stuff that was in Asia. I think it was only in China. And he goes, look at this. He sends me this weird website. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the hell am I looking at? And it was just a grid of a million things. Everything's in Chinese and it's people. You see tiny windows of people walking around (laughs) in stores and talking to the camera and doing things really fast. And they're in stores and markets. I said, what the hell is this? And he goes, it's the biggest thing in Asia. Uh, I I don't know if he's right, but they go shopping. They live stream themselves going shopping and sell to you. So... They go shop, huh. so they're they're at Supreme, and you're like, they're buy per- me that shirt. They're personal buyers online, virtual for that's their amazing. whole chat, and it's oh, the big, man. turning into this massive industry. I mean, like I heard it's huge out there, and so okay, they go to these the tea shop, you know, and they're in there. Oh, their chat. Oh, buy me the green tea. Get me this one. Oh, I can't get that. Who knows where these people are writing in from? And then they can sell it at a premium and sell out to them. And so then Mm -hmm. this morning I watched um, a YouTube video on this woman explaining these different ways, almost how people are turning their own YouTubes, Twitches and things into QVC or something and selling. And even... Mm -hmm. I mean, how I saw on Twitch, one of those streamers um, was going to, they were going to sell his Fortnite skin and he got 2.2 million people watching his Twitch and they've never had anyone watch a Twitch live that much. And it basically started breaking the site, but it's these new ways. And they were explaining like, okay, you could sell through the live, you know, so who knows? There's tons of opportunities. Oh, and then that's what made me think of it is that she was telling the people that were hosting this show that she was the guest on that people are hiring people that are very good at being YouTube or Twitch personalities to moderate Mm -hmm. and be the sellers for the channels because the people may not be good that own the product. So they're like, okay, let me hire someone that's good at hosting a show. And then that, so who knows? Everything is like 
these trees with branches growing out of it. It mm-hmm. just keeps growing. And you're like, there's a leaf sticking out. There might be something coming out of there. You know, and Clubhouse is the new thing of that. Live streaming is the new thing of that. And and you have to just, I guess, put in the work and still learn about it. I mean, there's so many industries, even with the cryptocurrency stuff and um, all the NFTs, the non-fungible yeah. tokens and people selling artwork and these kids, I mean, 18-year-old kids selling $5 million worth of artwork in a night on these sites. Um, Insane. It's just mind-blowing. Insane. I've been in those rooms as well. And mm-hmm. and even this, um, I don't know if you've messed with this thing, um, NBA Top Shot. Have you messed with that yet? No. No. What, oh, my God. I'm, I've like started to get obsessed with it, but um, <laughs> it's... So it's trading cards, right? It's just okay. how trading cards are oh, blowing up again. Yes, 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 yes. I did I did see that a couple of friends of mine have had have some that are selling for like a thousand dollars a piece and they're like, I have like thirty grand here right now. So yeah, yeah I did hear about that. It's insane. Crazy. So so I waited in a digital line the other night. I was number forty three thousand six hundred and ninety two or something and mm-hmm. i got in there five hours before you even could get in you know and right. i was doing it for my son just because it's fun he likes to collect uh baseball cards basketball cards pokemon cards you know Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever all that stuff right so i said look at this thing it's crazy they've they they use the blockchain to mint these moments and they've partnered with the nba and you could buy a lebron dunk an anthony davis assist a steph curry uh something all these Uh things right um and i thought okay you know i'm probably one of the first people to know about this this is some weird little thing it might not even exist after a while so i start going in and i bought like an anthony davis thing for fun for like 13 bucks and mm-hmm. I think this was maybe less than a week ago. I looked this morning. That shit is worth like $78 this morning. We waited in line for that pack. We bought the pack. It was $14. Right. Already like we got this Tyler Hero card, like pull it out. It's already selling for 150 bucks. Like a couple minutes later, I looked the next day, 220. I looked the next day, three. I looked this morning, 500 bucks. I got oh this God. Kevin Durant card. It was worth $8. Then it went to 78, then 98. Now it's 300, 400. Like it's insane. I don't know if it's just hype and mania, but there's a just lot of, new a lot things of it is. emerging at yeah. all. Yeah. But it's yeah. just these new things are emerging all the time. And you got to keep your eyes open to all of it, you know, because there's there's opportunities within it. You know, I mean, we're That's going insane. off on a tangent, but it was just going off of what you're saying <laughs> with doing things for money or not and exploring and, and getting into it. And and Clubhouse has been a cool place to learn about these things as well and just yeah. hear people Agreed. that are very well educated on it talk about these things from the youtube to to any of it so i appreciate clubhouse for what it is and hopefully uh you and i will start a couple of cool yes. fun rooms definitely meet some people definitely. And, and all that yeah. stuff i I've, I've already got i already got the buy-in i did because <laughs> i'm already doing enough stuff i know um, me too you know, trust me you know but i'm like oh i'm thinking about doing this with with my guy spider and she's like do you guys get along like <laughs> who your no, wife yes, said that yeah like what is this yes mom like, we get along. Him. It's, that's what's gonna make it good <laughs> we're gonna fight the whole time it, you know um, but sometimes sometimes that does work but like because paris is always talking to me about we should do this a music channel and i'm like sure you know but i just don't want to i don't want to do it like i don't want it to be another thing that like it's all me coming up right. with everything 
Yeah. I don't have any more I mean, energy. Clubhouse, for that. I think you can experiment with. Like, yes. It's just like this. Definitely. We could get on, mess around. And, and then I noticed people are starting to turn that. You know, they're asking if they can record and then they'll turn that into a podcast. They'll turn that into a YouTube or whatever they turn it. Gary V's doing that. You know, well, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm considering making a new YouTube channel just for the wake up show stuff, the wake up in Cleveland stuff, just yeah. after, you know, posting a full thing and then keeping my clips. Maybe even just put in the clips there. There's, there's so many, there's so many avenues. And yeah. like, if you look at Joe Rogan, you know, Joe, Joe, he, at, before he signed his last deal, but right. he still Speaking has, of, I think he's on clubhouse right now because I've just got like a million alerts. Oh, that are like, yeah. There you uh, go. Pl- enter the Joe Rogan overflow room. There's so many people listening. They can't all fit in the room of like, I turned on the alerts for clubhouse, I think which is not smart. I had them off forever. I turned it on like two days ago. And even during this podcast, my phone has gone like, like 70 times. I'm like, stop buzzing. No, (laughs) I screwed up. I screwed up when I asked you, uh, what are your likes and selected them. And now it's choosing things that it thinks I want. And every time I'm like, I don't even care about this. I, so, but you got to get up to a certain number before they can kind of stop doing it. Um, oh but, yeah you know, i don't even you know. know and then my name too like my name just it's a I, dj it's a dj spider you were with me in that room and this guy pulled me <laughs> up he's like we've got the host of a podcast dj and i was like okay thank you that does that, make sense but i need to i tried changing it it has that thing it's the scariest uh alert ever that says this can only be done once when you change right. your name. So it says, please make sure this is right. So I'm like, damn, man. I tried oh, changing wait a minute. to Hold DJ on. Spider as one name, but it won't let me. Yeah. It needs a last name. So I was what trying did, to like figure do? out how I can make my name DJ Spider as the first name to show up. And then, I don't, you know, something does, like does that. Mine, does mine just says Cleveland, doesn't it? Yeah, but when I click on yours... Uh, uh-huh. It says Cleveland Terry on mine. When you click on mine, it says DJ Spider. But I see other DJs that come on. It says like DJ Scratch or DJ whatever. So I didn't know how they so how they got yeah. That. So, or if I so should they, just put Spider, but then people are gonna be like, we're scared of this guy. He's just a spider. <laughs> I'm gonna figure I mean, it out. You, well, no, if you put DJ Spider as one word, I did that, and then it said you must have a last name. So then I was like, can my last name be Period? <laughs> Right, I don't know. Uh, I get that because because I put Cleveland Terry as first and last, so that's why right. it says well, Cleveland. Well, that makes sense, but then it tells yeah. me to put my creator name, so I was going to put my real name as the creator name because nobody knows my real name. So if they see me in the right. room, they're like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. We're learning. That is, We're learning. Yeah, I'll think about that too. There's got there's got to be a way. If anyone out sense. there knows how to change names or, you know, I wish, I wish it wasn't the one time thing because I want to do it and then go, oh, that didn't work. I'm going to go back. You know, that's the thing with Twitch too. What people don't know, you can change your name on Twitch, but you have to wait 60 days. So yeah. when I signed up, I made this stupid name and then it, I was like, I could change it because it doesn't tell you the 60 days till you try to do it. I'm like, yeah. I'll change it tomorrow. Who cares? I went and pushed it and it was like, please wait 60 days. I was like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I changed I, um, it to something I didn't like and had to wait another 60 days. I was like, please, four months of this. Well, it's funny, you because know, my, my YouTube used to be Cleveland Terry Bowens, like my full name. And then I was like, I don't know that I want my full name just existing out in the ethos. Like, right. that's just yeah. too much. So that's why I took off the Bowens and now it's just Cleveland Terry. But I think, I think I started getting more questions after I took off the last name. Versus when it was there, you know, because then they're like, oh, Cleveland Terry Bowens. Maybe that is his name. But now they're like, oh, he's 
Terry from Cleveland. So you, 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 you can't, I can't, I can't win. I can't. Oh win. my God. I know <laughs> I'm with you. Um, well, before we get out of here, um, mm-hmm. there's a few questions from the internet. If you would oh, like to okay. a- answer those. Um, sure. Let me see. Someone said happy birthday to you. So that wasn't much of a question, but happy mm-hmm. birthday. Thank uh, you. That was gutta, gutta baby. I don't know if you know. Thank who you, that gutta is. baby. <laughs> but gutta baby, two A's, two Y's, and an underscore. See, that'd be one birthday. of those things that if like, if gutta baby in real life, like came up to me, and was like, happy birthday. Like, I would think that I was about to be shot. Like, that was <laughs> the end of my life. Happy birthday, dog. It's gutta baby. And I'm on the ground. I know. Uh, I like thank you. Each 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 social media service, like Clubhouse, like we want your real name. Instagram's yeah. like we want a weird fake name. Like everything <laughs> has. Twitter's like change your name every day. We don't care. You know, yeah, everything's know. different. So much. <laughs> I so know. Wh- People hit me got? on Twitch. They're like, "What are you? What, what, what's your channel about?" I'm scared of spiders, so I'm scared to click on your channel. I'm like, no, I'm not showing spider videos. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's um, funny. DJ. Uh, Dr. Roma or DJ Dromo, um, says, does CT intend to continue doing Twitch streams when things eventually get normal? Yeah. And I think Dromo asked me in one of the Twitch streams. Uh, I do. Okay. Um, because, uh, first off, uh, I'm not doing your average Twitch thing. Like I'm not DJing daily. And now, you know, I, I finally am able to DJ during the week. And all of a sudden I stopped DJing during the day. This is a talk show. And, um, I, I actually have larger plans for it. I mean, I'm just like, I'm sure just like you, um, you know, you, you have something with the idea that it's going to grow into something else. So if, you know, so I, this show is a springboard for a lot of other things. So I'm definitely going to continue to do the show. Um, I have plans right now to, to build it up into something even greater than it is. I mean, this is to me, this is just the, the jumping off point. So yes, I will yeah. continue to do it. Great. That is good. Uh, people get a lot out of it. I mean, we, I don't know if you listened to the green lantern episode, but we talked about you on that one. Um, it just said how, you know, you help so many people in the community through your shows and, and the ask me anything's on the tech shows and the, it just the interviews alone, you'll have these super long interviews where you mm-hmm. really get to know the people and get to know all facets of them. So it's really fun. And I, I think you should do it. And, uh, well, but question, what works best for you on there? Like, how did you decide you were going to do the talk show? Was that a scary moment to go, uh, I'm so used to being a DJ, but I'm going to do a talk show. How did you come up with that idea? And what do you notice works good and maybe doesn't work for you on Twitch? Okay. Um, so obviously I was an MC. Obviously yeah. I have the YouTube where I spend my time talking. Yes. So yeah. that's, that's, that's never really been an issue for me. Um, True. I started DJing and as everybody else did on Twitch and it was fine, but I don't know. I love DJing, but I wasn't really getting the creativity part of it that like some others are getting from it. Like it just wasn't working for me per se. Um, then before, before the tweak music tip show, which I was on with, with Mojax before that first one, um, I did a show with um uh Stubbs the Chief Rocker and yeah. he had a yeah he had a show that he uh, he had a podcast so I did that one and yes, I remember Stubbs from uh the get down from 
no 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 or from, from not, snapback not from snapback sorry i'm gonna yeah it's from snapback yeah, yeah. funny yes. fun fact i'm like 99 percent sure it's the same person uh we went on a television show together and battled each other and he beat me and it's somewhere in this the ether of whatever <laughs> the world is but i remember getting asked on this television show i'm like i'm not a battle dj i don't even know what i'm mm-hmm. doing and like right I would love to see this video. It must have been 10, oh, 15 years ago. But I'm like, I'm sure he still has it somewhere on a Betamax. Um, Probably. But- <laughs> we got to find it. But yeah, shout yeah. to Stubbs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so he did the show. And it wasn't per se me looking at the show and saying, I can be better than this. It was never like that. But it was like, this I think I can do. And right. um so I kind of put it to the side because it was like, maybe I'll start a podcast or whatever. And then Tweak Music Tips was was on board and then they had us on there. And a couple of other people, like I've done a couple of other guest spots for a couple of other shows out there. And um, I was like, this this kind of feels right for me. So, um, so as far as DJing, like I wasn't, I didn't have a consistent schedule. So the numbers were, were just okay. Um, but more importantly, as everybody does when they first started with Twitch, I was on long hours of the day. I would go to bed at like four in the morning, five in the morning, sleep till like two, and then yeah. get after after drinking like half the day away. And then finally, one day happened where the kids, they're all distance learning, so they, they work from home. I remember waking up, and it was like they had just started school again. And, um, so yeah, that makes sense. So it was like, you know, September, September, yeah. October. Yeah. September. So they just started, they just started school. And I remember waking up, it's like one thirty in the afternoon and I walk out of the room and everybody's up. Life is happening. TV's on. They're eating lunch. And I'm like, what's going on guys? And I'm like, oh yeah, well we did this and we went to school today and we did all this and now we're this and now this, now this. And I'm just like, I need to go brush my teeth. Um, and at that point, I was like, I this doesn't look good. This is just this is a bad look for me. So I started doing the show. I know what you uh, mean. I still deal with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, because uh, I'll do these crazy late nights and I'm like, uh, I'm struggling. I try to get up and be there uh-huh. and sleep for two hours. I feel horrible. Yeah, ex- still exactly. Still going through it on and off. Right. Yeah. Right. So um I was like, I kind of want to do a talk show. I don't really know exactly what I want to do, but I know I want to talk a little more. So I decided to do this talk show Monday through Friday and starting at nine o'clock and maybe go from nine to 10 or nine to 11. The reason that I had it at nine o'clock was because everybody was up in my house at nine. So this is a perfect opportunity to like be awake and be involved with everybody else. And it gets me on a, on a, on a, on a schedule. So then I can, you know, get out of this. Plus I was eating like crap. I was eating like drinking like crap. I needed to get to a point where I had a consistent schedule. So, right. Damn. You're inspiring me right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so I, so I did that and it started off. uh, I was, it was a Monday and I did a Motown Monday where I DJed for like 20 or 30 minutes. And then I would talk for a little bit. Then I would DJ again. And I was doing that for for a week. And I I wanted to start because I was 
sending it to both YouTube and Twitch. I wanted to be able to monetize what I was doing. So at that point, right. I just said, you know what? I um, I think, I'm not sure how this is going to work, but for Monday's next show, I'm just going to talk and we'll see how long I can talk for by myself. You guys can ask questions. We'll make it a tech show. And then, you know, we'll go from there. No guests. And, uh, no guests, just me. So I started this show. And, and any plan, like outline for the show, like I'm going to play, do this thing or show these things or talk about this product. Just I'm going to start stream and be like, what up? So, so no, no, no. So at first, yes. So what I would do is um, I would, the first thing I was doing was kind of checking out what happened on this day in the world. Like, oh, it's August, October 13th. And I look up October 13th. It was like, oh, it's, you know, some sort of blah, 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 or they created this or whatever. So I would kind of start off my show with that. And then if something had popped up on the news, like DJ related or whatever, I would, that would talk about that too. So I would kind of get a little bit of a, of an outline going, but nothing, nothing extravagant, just enough to kind of get through the first like, you know, hour. And I knew that like, I could, I could BS my way through the first 20 minutes or so that talking is not an issue for me. Um, so, so that was that. And then, um, I can't remember. I, Paris was on, he was on the channel and I was like, Hey, do you, you want to come on real quick? And, and he's like, yeah. So we tested it out. We brought him on via Skype and Ecamm and, yeah. uh, and it's, it sucked. And, uh, but it, but it was fine. So then after that, the next day, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start bringing people on. We'll just see, you know, maybe 10 minutes or so just to kind of fill in the time. And I brought in another you, YouTuber cause I took to all the people that I knew. Uh, yeah. so I brought in DJ Woopick. He was on for like 15 or 20 minutes, but it was a good show. So, right. I started thinking, you know what? This this might be a thing. So I started texting all my people like DJ Barr. He's a big uh, DJ vlogger. I'm like, hey, you want to be on the show? Whatever. He's like, of course, man. So he got on. We talked for like two hours. And at that point, I noticed my numbers were like, like on my YouTube numbers were like, you know, 4,000 views on YouTube. And I was like, that that never happens. It's supposed to be for a live show. So I realized at that point that there was, that there was something there. Uh, I was never worried about talking. I was more worried about could I entertain people? Because I, I I know for me, if somebody's on a show and I get on there, like you better be interesting. Like I don't want right. to just sit here while you just kind of ramble. And I I was also well, watching. I was wondering on- if you had a plan or like how you do. Oh, it's the tech questions. You know, like was there any sort of like guidance for the, or was it just like hi? It I was. See you. It was. It was all just kind of yeah. It was. Look, um, I'm very good at, at at being able to like fill time, so that was never yeah. an issue. But I was and I was watching all the other streamers because before I even did it, I watched. I watched a whole bunch of people yeah, doing same, talk, talk 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 shows, and I was like. I don't like the way they're doing that. I would have done this differently. This doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Blah, blah, blah. They're not connecting with the crowd. That's a big deal. So I took my YouTube being able to, to make believe that there's somebody behind this camera that I'm having a conversation with so people right. can connect to what I'm saying. So yeah. that was that's how I started. That's how I started it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I started just basically cold DMing people. Like, hey, you you want to be on the show? I got this show. You want to be on there? And just seeing if people would say yes. And, you know, people did say yes. Fortunately for me, I did have the backbone of YouTube. So it definitely helped people want to be on the show or at least kind of take me seriously. 
And, um, you know, that was it. And then when I didn't have shows, um, I noticed, and this is actually a, a good point. So one of the things that I changed almost immediately after mm-hmm. I didn't have a, I didn't have a guest on and I would do a show just with me. And I noticed that like my numbers like took a dive one day. And I thought that was really weird. So the next time I was without a guest, I created in my subject everything that like at least the top four or five things that I wanted to talk about. Even if I didn't talk about four or five things, they were actually in the subject line. Of so, your t- uh, stream. Of my title. stream. Okay. Yes. So if like Reloop came out with a new uh, computer stand. I'm like, we're talking about reloop stand and this and this and that. And then people were on. And even if like, I didn't have the reloop stand on, we'd go online. I would check out the, the, the specs. I would do what I'm normally doing when I'm researching before I release a video. And Got so it. a lot of people kind of, I guess, really liked it. And, you know, I'm kind of a smart ass. Um, I don't take too many things seriously. And uh, I kind of okay. speak on my, I speak what's, what's on my mind. So yeah. I think people just kind of gravitate to it. And, um, but not, but not in a bad way. Like I speak what's on my mind, but I'm also smart enough to know that like, um, uh, what you can say, it doesn't go away. So if you say (laughs) something, especially on this kind of stuff, oh man, you know, so you have to be, you have to be, uh, smart about what you say and how you say it. So I've, I've always been very good. And this has come from my consulting life. Um, because when I first started consulting clients, the client's that I, that I called on were all like local revenue, um, local revenue managers for cities. So say Santa Monica was one of my cities. I would go there and talk sales tax and the future and projections and what businesses are doing. And then they'd ask a question like, well, what do you think about this? And I have to be able to like say something and answer them, even if I don't necessarily know everything, but be able to put it in a way that they can take away something from. So I remember I had an old guy. His name was Dave. He was like 65 years old. We called him the gray hairs because there was always the young people and the gray hairs. And two people would go to the meetings and he would handle like the overall of the meeting, you know, like, yeah. oh, we're, but then I would talk the details of it. And then he would a little chime in almost like a, like a football game where you have the, the play by play, then you have the color analysis. Like I would be the play by play guy. And then he would say, Oh, so, and then he would talk a little bit in a story about this thing. So one day we had a really, really big meeting and it was like, it was with, for the city of LA and it was like all the top people, like, um, like UCLA Anderson school of business was there. And like, I'm up on the panel talking about sales tax and futures and all these things. And I was nervous. And I remember Dave saying to me, um, look, no matter how nervous you are, no matter what you say, just remember this. When you sit down at this table, everybody that's watching you just assumes that you are the professional. They just assume that you know exactly what you're talking about. So, you know, don't give them a reason to, uh, to second guess that. So I, I became, I under started to understand that when I get on a microphone or when I get in front of a camera, that people are assuming that I know what I'm talking about. So why not just continue to do that? But more importantly, uh, he was really good 
at BSing. He was really good at saying things and making statements that weren't absolute. And I would take that from him and be like, I, I want to learn this Miyagi. Like, this is amazing. So, yeah. so, so anytime I say things, it's never to a point where, um, I mean, I might say something like, I don't like this product and this is why I don't like this product. But like anytime I make a statement about a corporation or about, about a business, it's, you looked, it's never to a point where it can be damning. Like you could always, um, you can always take what you want out of it, but then also another perspective can take a completely different thing. So, right. Uh, it's like you said, you're being real and just saying, you know, saying the, the truth about what you think and being authentic, not you're giving constructive now, criticism if you're criticizing. So I, I, I had another YouTuber and he, we were talking about manufacturers and we we're talking about a, a specific, a particular company. And he was like, Oh, I don't do reviews anymore. I don't ask for early products. Yeah. It's just not my thing. And we were like, well, that's weird. Like you don't typically hear that from people. There's gotta be more to this. Right. He was like, yeah. well, he's like, I don't know. I did a review once and then, you know, they got mad at me and I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore whatever. And I'm like, what's the review? And he was like, Oh, it's still on there. You can watch it. So that night, we end, we end the stream and I go and I watch his video and the video is literally him and his boy. And first off, his boy has nothing to do with his channel. He's not a part of it. So why is he even in the stream? And <laughs> right. he's like, so they're filming this video and he's like asking this guy, Hey man, what do you think? And he's like, this faders are just shitty. Oh, why did they do this? This is dumb. And the guy is kind of laughing along oh, with it. God. It's like, yeah, I know. I know. So after the, after I watched the video, I'm like, Hey man, um, I completely understand why they got mad at you. This is jacked up. Like this isn't really you being constructive. You're just being right. an asshole on camera. You you got to know that. That's why they were angry. Because like I have said things about manufacturer products all the time. Like I don't like this. I and but I will say I don't like this. And this is why I don't like it for me. This is what I wish they would have done instead. But you may like it. I'm just, I can only talk about my perception of, of a product. Right. So, so when I finally got a hold of like in music, perfect example, and I'm talking to the rain guy and he's like, and I'm like, look, I just want to let you know, like, I don't know how you feel about my videos, but I'm going to be honest with people because they, they want honesty. And he was like, Nope, I want you to keep doing what you're doing because your word means so much more than somebody else. That's just, you know, spitting out party line information, you know, reading from the, from the hot button items that they sent you with, with the gear, you know, like I'm actually saying, no, this is what I like about it. I don't like this, but you might find it. This is the reason that doesn't work for me. And maybe yeah. you'll hear it and go, yeah, it doesn't work for me either. Thank you for telling me that versus me just saying, glossing over something. And then you get it and you're like, why didn't you mention that if I press this button, my computer explodes? You, you might have wanted to mention that to me. Like, oh, right. Sorry. You know, so I, I, uh, you know, so, so the honesty part, um, resonates with people. I don't know why. I mean, I, I know what I know works for me. I don't know why it resonates with people the way it does. I'm not complaining. Um, but my wife says it all the time. I cannot believe when I get off my stream and she's always, it's because typically I started at 930 and I get, I get in the room. It's like 1230. She's usually making lunch for herself. And she's like, I cannot believe people sat there and listened to you for three hours. And, 
and she's right. She's right. I, I can't believe it either. But um, what are you going to yeah. say? Well, it's working. <laughs> Go for it. No, that's good to know. I want to do some more streams like that on Twitch. And it's been a hard Definitely. because I'm so known for DJing and this and that. So I've been trying to figure out ways to enter into it. And it's interesting to hear your your people are more it. people are more accepting right now. Uh, I would say prior yeah. prior to quarantine, people were always like, stay in your lane. But now yeah. they're like, huh, you want to do right. that? Let's what see what is happens. The lane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. do you? I know. Even with this, yeah, this podcast gotten a lot more noticed and traction, you know, through the through the time of doing this because we're not even out there DJing and 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 and, and, all- and a lot of people are DJing on Twitch at this point. So yes, like we yeah, said, I mean, I my yeah. alert. I've turned off most of the alerts for Twitch, and I still got like seven thousand of them while we've been doing this podcast. I mean, I keep turning them off. I don't want anyone's you, notification on. You know what? And the only problem I have with notifications, um, it's always at the same damn time. So like at yeah. five o'clock, all of a sudden oh you God. get thirty notifications. You're like, Yo, I'm trying to do something. Four o'clock, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. everyone on the West Coast wants to hit. I don't know why, why is seven p.m. the time of Twitch. Everyone picks that seven p.m. time. I'm like, that's when I'm eating dinner with my family. Yes. I never, I've never watched a stream at seven. I mean, maybe they're packed with other people, but like seven <laughs> is the worst time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either do daytime or later for at least me and family. Yeah. I, I, I was always a big fan of like. Six o'clock because six o'clock, yeah. you're kind of in the middle. It's nine o'clock for East Coast, so they're done with yeah. dinner. Six, you're not having dinner yet. That seems like a good window, but seven, yeah. like my boy, you know, kid, uh, kid cut up, you know, he does his yeah. at eight. And I'm just like, yo, and he's, I always get into his show at like 8 45. And he was like, I'm like, sorry, I'm late. I'm cooking dinner every yeah, time you're too. on. I'm, I'm cooking my kid dinner. To sleep, exactly. <laughs> Any eight o'clock is not happening for me. Nine, right. I know. <laughs> Um, man. All right. Well, we could, I feel like we could literally talk for 12 <laughs> hours uh, about all this stuff. But, um, other things I've learned through this podcast is that when anything's over three hours in Ableton, uh, it's an absolute nightmare because you can't export anything. <laughs> if, I, you got to chop I don't it up have with a clock audacity. Up. Oh and, my God. It has been a long no, time. We're, Look uh, at we're us. pretty deep into this, especially yeah. with our two hour, um, troubleshooting session before we started. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, before we get, I mean, and plus there's so much other stuff i want to know but uh maybe i'll do a twitch show and have you on there we'll talk in clubhouse well there'll be other places yes, to hear definitely Cleveland there terry and dj spider have more conversations um but before we get out of here do you have any last uh, words for djs out there that are going through stuff or people that want to get into youtube or any of the things that you're into um i think you gave a lot of helpful stuff but if there's any things you feel like you forgot or want to um, make sure you get in there uh, I- I think I think um, the most important thing that I can say to anybody is that um, uh, don't be afraid to try. Uh, a lot of people will tell you that it's not a good idea to do something. And you got to know in your heart that if it's something that you want to do, give it a try. I have never found that anything in life that I've ever wanted to do, I haven't been able to do with either practice or time. So things might not just automatically work perfectly for you. You have to be able to let that go and just realize that it's not, it's not the end point, but it's the journey that you get to. So every day you're learning, you're growing every day. You're able to look at what you're doing and say, Oh, you know what? It's time to make some, some course adjustments and, uh, and just continue to improve on yourself. 
I started doing this whole scratch this year of scratch. And, um, the reason why I wanted to do it, I don't, I don't technically need to, I mean, I've been DJing all my life and I've been just fine. Um, but it was for me. I needed to do this for, for me. And people will, some people will say, Oh, you're, you're too old. You're this. I didn't start my YouTube channel until I mean, legitimately, I mean, I'm in my forties and I didn't start my YouTube channel until I was in my forties. So just yeah. realize that like, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you have right. a story to tell, if you have something you want to get out to the world, get it out to the world. It, you, the moment people stop thinking about like what's popular to the, to the youth, because the youth is a completely different animal. Don't worry about that. You know, don't worry about, oh, I have this song and I would love to get it on, you know, Power 106 or, you know, Kiss FM or whatever. It's like, or you could just make some great music and you get a whole bunch of fan base, your fan base for people that just love your music and you yeah. never even hit the radio. Right. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So just do you and, uh, you know, and things should fall into place, but you, you got to be able to be critical of yourself. I, there's nothing worse. I, I, get, I see people all the time like, I, I tried this, it's not working. And so I'm just going to move on. And I'm just like, well, have you actually looked at what you're doing and tried to figure out how to improve upon them? I mean, everything I've done, everything I have improved upon because I'm never truly happy with anything I do. I'll watch yeah. something and be like, that's really good. And then I'll watch somebody else's video and I'm like, oh, mine sucks. I need to go back and do perfect example. Like right. Mojax and I do many, many videos of the same products. I'll do a video and it's good. And my people are like, I love this video. And then I'll go look at Mojax's and I'm like, look at that B-roll, you know, look at this and look at that and listen to the way he sounds and everything is perfect. And, um, and then I'm like, Oh, I know I'm never going to be Mojax. I'm not British. So that'll never happen. Um, right. but I can find things that he's doing and go, you know what? I can use this. I can use that. I'm not, I'm not trying to copy people. I'm just trying to take little things to enhance what I do naturally. So yeah. just be able to be constructive. You know, don't be stubborn with yourself. There's too many stubborn people out there that aren't willing to listen to what is actually happening. They're just blind to the world and um, be happy with whatever you do. Great. That's all I can say. Great advice. No, that, that's such quality advice. It's the truth. And people need to break through that thing of being scared to put themselves out there, try new things and worrying about all the social ramifications that have been put upon us. You know, just look inside yeah. yourself. You're the only person you're competing with and, and do what makes you happy and what you believe in. So I think that's great. I've, I've always said... Um you know, we've mentioned how people used to make fun of the way I talk because I talk white. And the, the thing that really showed me that it's okay to be me is one day, I don't typically do this, but your subscriber numbers go up and you're able to see on YouTube who subscribes to you. And right. one day I just decided to click on it. And I realized that like, I have a huge huge black following. And I just, for whatever reason, thought that, oh, they're going to listen to me. They're going to hear me. They're not going to, they're going to be like, oh, you sound white. I don't want anything to do with you, whatever. And not want anything to do. And it, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it, it showed me that uh, once your voice is established and you are comfortable with who you are, people will follow. 
And again, if we start thinking about numbers, yeah, that's where you're going to get all screwed up. If you think that success is because you hit, you know, a hundred thousand followers, then you're not enjoying the journey. There's always little successes in everything you do. 1,000, 10,000, 20,000. There's always, you have to be able to, to take those and, and find, find goodness in them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Yo, great, great advice. Universal truths right there. Uh, and I think people will get a lot out of it, young and old. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for coming on the show. I mean, yeah, we got to do another one or we got to do a Twitch or Clubhouse for sure. We'll be talking We're, about a lot of things. Definitely. Um, definitely want to do something with you. I'm only like, I'm only partnering up with people that, um, that are in the same mind frame as me now. You know, that's yeah. just where we are, where we are. As no, no more, yeah. no more, no more BS in 20 and 21. We just got to start doing what we need to do. Exactly. I'm with that. All right. Do what you need to do. That was the green lantern thing he kept saying on our episode too. He said, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. And I said, yeah. I know, but that's another one of those common sense things. I think not everybody understands. So exactly. Um, yeah. But do, do what's right for you. I agree. Um, amazing. Well, Cleveland Terry, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh, where can everybody find you? What's the address of your YouTube and Twitch and all sure. of those. Things? So, uh, so, all of the online uh, web-based things are all the websites and then Cleveland Terry, obviously one word. So YouTube, okay. Cleveland Terry, uh, Twitch, has, uh, forward slash Cleveland Terry. Socially, everything's with an underscore. So Cleveland Terry with an underscore for my Twitter for my uh, and for my IG where I spend the majority of my time is on IG. I, I, I just can't get with Twitter. I try. It's just like a <laughs> wasteland so i'm on ig a lot uh yeah make sure you follow me there and uh yeah check out my stuff when you get a chance amazing yeah make sure you check out his stuff a lot of things i was going to ask him about these technical things with twitch we didn't get to but he covers all of that in his talks and then they're all archived on his youtube so endless knowledge infinite knowledge that you can benefit from uh for free just go on youtube push play there you go and then send him a real paid subscription on his patreon or twitch and support the man and his family <laughs> i like that please please uh, i got a new roof to put up i need yeah, the money we gotta we gotta fix roofs over here okay we, we own homes and not teaching um yo thank you so much uh we'll talk to you soon peace sounds good pal appreciate you thanks for having me see you soon later all right another great show in the books thank you to cleveland terry for coming on and sharing all that knowledge especially the stuff he said at the end right there really rings true and is universal truth that everyone could live by and everybody should take into account Uh, but his stories are inspirational you can learn a lot from them feel free to hit him up because he's very open on his twitch and he's happy to help everyone out there and feel free to hit me up um, DJ Spider on Instagram, DJ S P I D E R. Send me a DM or on Twitch. Um, you guys are always reaching out to me, and I really appreciate it. I have so many cool uh, conversations with people every week about what we've talked about on the shows, about what's coming up, about what they're going through, um, and I love the community that we're growing here. So head over to my Twitch. I also have a Discord. There's a link on there, and there's a section for the 20 Podcast um, Discord right there. Beat Source also has a Discord that you should join. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I am DJ Spider. I will see you next week. The 20 Podcast is produced by Beat Source. Uh, and join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. 
And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.